Hello, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran, and I'm here with Vipper Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joe Dells. And this is now episode 332. In this episode, we're going to give our week 13 winners and losers, recap the Eagles' blowout loss to the 49ers, talk about Jordan Love shining, Texans' future, making our case for an MVP, and more. The first episode after another week at the NFL. How you guys feeling today? I'm doing pretty, pretty solid. Uh, unfortunately, my Broncos reign ends week 13, but still feeling good. Still feeling great. Uh, can't complain too much. How you gentlemen doing? Can't complain. You know, uh, Eagles took a tough L. We'll get into that. But Brayside, I got another game up on Pick'em. Got one more on Drew. Two more on Joel over there. I know, maybe sweating a little bit. Uh, we got GTA 6 trailer just dropped coming Facts. in 2025. I cannot wait. Hopefully it drops. If it drops like holiday 2025, bro, and it's a full two years, I'll be so sick. That's I need that. I need that. You know, first quarter of 2025, like a if you like expect anything April release. other than 2025, I'm sorry. You're I was I was holding out a little bit of hope for holiday 2024, but the trailer looks nuts. It looks mad good, so I'm excited for that. Some things are more important than win loss record and to pick them because you know I took a loss with the Chiefs game, but I took a major W with Jordan Love's performance. So me, I'm ecstatic. And you know, it, it's kind of weird because I was looking at my losses this week. Broncos lost to the Texans 22 to 17, five point difference. Jets lost to the Falcons 8 to 13, 5 point difference. And the Saints lost to the Lions 28 to 33, 5 point difference. All these games came down to the wire. You know, sometimes to get back on track, you got to pick the upset picks, but unfortunately this week the upset picks were the Cardinals and the Packers over the Chiefs. The Cardinals one, I could have seen it coming a little bit. The Packers, man. Could you have seen it coming a little bit? Yeah. I remember you getting a little bit nasty saying that oh, Kyler Murray's so good, another week he's going to lose. No, I was saying, I was asking if you were going to pick them because I think this is a very winnable game versus the Steelers. Was that what you were doing, sir? Yeah, that's what I was doing. I don't doing. know if that's what I was you expecting were doing. one of you guys to at least pick the Cardinals. No, I was. You were just like, if oh, anyone, I thought it would be Riv. Hates the Steelers. Glad, loves you, glad you respect that, uh, Dells. You're love playing better than Kyler Murray right now. There's a time you were like two games behind me. Now, I thought that would never well, happen. I'm four behind him now. I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. you're behind me there, buddy. Nah, yeah, it's all right, man. As long as I stayed in the hunt, that's, that was the goal. Get okay. back in the hunt. You know. Are we? Uh, well, we'll talk about it on the pick. Never mind. Join the Patreon. Get the pick'em shows every Wednesday. We yes. go through all of our picks. Hop on. In certain situations, I like being behind more than in front. Dells. What? Um, <laughs> what? But right now, you on the front on the NFL pickums. Yeah, One thing I want to I want to shout out before we start this NFL what, podcast. Cooked. Okay, he kind of cooked. Shout out to everybody that sent us their Spotify rap. Yes, sir. We have some statistics here. We are the number oh, one podcast nice. for 1,322 fans. All Damn. you 1,322 fans, shout out to you guys. We are a top five podcast for 3,743 fans. And we are a top 10 podcast for 4,734 fans. And this year, we have had our best year yet. We have 1.3K top fans. We have gained our followers by 50%. And we have created 12.4 thousand minutes of content, which is crazy. Goodness. But thank you guys for listening to us on Spotify, on YouTube, you. on Apple Podcasts. I love you. Hopefully, in the near future, YouTube and Apple could get a wrapped version of their own so we can see your guys' statistics. But like what Dell said, on the Patreon, we do a Pick'em episode each week. And this past Pick'em, I thought, was our best Pick'em episode yet. And as the season goes on, the 
topics and the debates are only getting that much nastier because the clip that did the best from this past week's um episodes that we did that went on TikTok and Instagram was from the Pick'em episode oh, yeah. where Riff said it was disrespectful You're welcome. that the Eagles were not favored against the Niners, Riff. You're welcome. I know I'm here to give out great content. Did uh, they did that one go crazy? I didn't even <laughs> see that one. I'm here to put out uh good good great content. Well, Riv, what did I tell you when that topic happened? I said that it's setting you up to fail. And what did I tell you? That I always always stand on what I say. That's the type of man I am. And did you know, you see how to do it in sign language, bro? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like I like I tweeted, humble pie. You know, he humbled us. We go back to the drum bird and Jalen. Not your kelp juice, sorry. Oh shit! Don't listen. I've had one of those. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, Jalen Hurts said it best. You know, you look in the mirror, you go back to the drone board, you figure it out, and that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna always stand though. Still one of the best teams in the league. Maybe not the best no more, but one of the best for See, sure. Riv, this is where it sucks. What happened to by far and away? We lost. You gotta, it, you gotta, was, it wasn't just a loss, too. Yeah, they, 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 they came they, down the wire, field goal. They, go they, destroy, they, they literally Can't said they like walked in there, belts the asses, and destroyed us. Yeah, so it felt so week to week. It's so yeah. that's why conversations. And they're gonna lose two change. in a row when they lose to Dallas this weekend. I'll tell you what, the man. World. The NFL has something against the Eagles. Niners get ten days rest. Oh, yeah? Cowboys get ten days rest. When the Eagles got the advantage, and the Cowboys played three games in eleven days. They had it much tougher than the Eagles. Fucking nobody. Three games oh, okay. in 11 days. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Because they had th- Thursday. The Thursday, Thursday to Thursday. The seven. And they, they played the played, Commanders. They played Sunday, then they played Thursday, and then they played Thursday again. Who's the teams? Commanders, uh, Panthers, and Giants? Three and 11. Is, is that really three games in 11 days? Panthers, Giants. It was something like that. Sounds like practice in 11 days. Because the, the Eagles get that last month of the Sorry, season. Was the Commanders practice for the Eagles? That was a pretty close game, right? Not the defense, unfortunately. Oh, okay. they, for oh. some reason, they have voodoo when they play us, and they just... Commanders undoubtedly have the games. Eagles number. In 11 days? 11 days. <laughs> 11 days. Oh, man. Today, the NBA season, the NBA in-season tournament is happening. If you guys want to get on the action, you guys can go play prize picks. Lock in, If lock you in, guys use code PAS, you can get a $100 um, deposit match up to 100%, or I flip that around, whatever it is, whatever the case is. But if you want to get on the action tonight, you can with prize picks. Please gamble responsibly. But in the month of December, we are going to be partnered with prize picks, so we will be pushing prize picks. And recently, I did place some bets on prize picks. Uh, I need to go back to New York to Let play Let me tell you this, though, Riv. I hate to put you on, on blast right here. You got the mega slip right now that you're going to wake up to hopefully tomorrow morning. Talk to, <laughs> talk to the streets about what the mega slip is. Well, actually, I just put in another bet. Oh, God. Slippery slope, man. For $100 to win 1000 And I took Malik Monks. I actually said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. So I took Malik Monks over on his points, 14.5. I took Zion Williamson's fantasy score. So what that is is... You guys know fantasy. If you get a certain amount of fantasy score, you can bet on that in prize picks. Points, which is rebounds, fire. assists, steals, it's, a, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Every statistical category, you can bet on that. So I took the over on Zion, 38.5. He's playing Sabonis and Keegan Murray. He should have some fun tonight. Then I took Jalen Brown's defensive rebounds, 4.5. I took the over, of course. And then I combined Halley and Fox's threes. It was at 6.0. It's a combo. I took it over. So that, that's just one of mine. I can't find the other one. But I have currently I have two $1,000 bets, $1, bets in, another free $125 bet. I could wake up with 2K. I could wake up with 1K. I could wake up with zero. So we'll see how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Riv is a perfect example of, of what not to do if you guys are watching at home. Please gamble responsibly. It's free money. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. You gotta, you know, I haven't put a dollar in yet. And also, you've been up. Yet. 
Street he has been up. He has been up. I haven't put in the dollar in yet. So, you know, shout out to Yado. That is true. He is playing with house money right now. You know, that's a great thing. How much do you have in the account right now that you've been up? I took it all out, buddy. Okay. Yeah, every nice. time every time okay. I win a big one, take it out. I don't I don't need that to be in there. Take it Smart out. Smart guy. You want to talk about betting responsibly. There it is right That's there. That's a betting responsibly. Because if you keep it in, you man. start moving funny. Like, what if I throw this 500 on this three <laughs> game? Nah, I ain't doing that. So I keep it simple. You know? Isaiah Pat sent us a $10 super chat. Shout out Isaiah, man. His Shout first out to su- Isaiah His Pat. first super chat on the stream. Shout out to YouTube for letting us know that. Shout so, out to Isaiah. Thanks, Isaiah. On to the first topic of the show. Before we get into the meat of it, when we're going to talk about the 49ers and the Eagles, biggest winners and losers of NFL Week 13, we're going to go roundtable, give your winner and loser. Okay, I'll start with you, Drew. All right, that's fine. My winner is going to be someone that we talk about a little bit later. It's going to be the San Francisco 49ers. I think they have the most meaningful win on the season versus the Philadelphia Eagles. We're talking about two powerhouse teams going up against one another, going into Lincoln Field and laying down one of the crazier ass beatings on the season, really giving Philadelphia a taste of humble pie. Definitely my biggest winners. Coming in, the conversations about the Eagles being the best team in football, uh, but you understood that the defense was a strong weakness. Looking at Philadelphia, they seem to be the more complete team of the two. I feel like going forward, you have to acknowledge San Francisco as the better team of the two. And obviously, after an ass beating, how do you defend Philadelphia like that? But then the losers, unfortunately. My Denver Broncos. Uh, we went from if we would have won this game, an over 60% chance of making the playoffs. Now our chances sit just under 25%. Wow. It's tough. It's brutal. But I'll say this because I know that uh, you and I had some conversations before, and Joel and I, we spoke yesterday on the Fantasy Reaction. I left feeling this game where it was two dogs, and unfortunately one dog had to lose. And people have been bashing Russell Wilson all all yesterday, all this morning, and I, I feel like I'm the only person here that that is defending Russ. I don't think he had a, a, a great game, but I wouldn't say he had a bad game. To me, it was the most confidence that he's shown me in a meaningful game for the Denver Broncos. He was letting the ball fly down the middle of the field, something that we've had discussions about him struggling with. He was throwing the ball down the field. He made some timely plays on third and fourth down. One play that people are really at his neck about was the one that he missed Jerry Judy for a touchdown. Fair enough, but I'm watching the tape back, as everyone should be doing as well, and the minute Judy gets open is the same time that Russ puts his head down on fourth down to get one yard just to keep the drive alive. To me, that's the mission, to move the ball down, move the chains, keep continuing the drive. Of course, you would have loved the touchdown in that situation, but again, it was so bang-bang, and the point of it was to get the first down. And then the interceptions. One tipped at the line. Amazing play by Stingley over the middle of the field to recover six and a half yards to get to Cortland Sutton to play the ball, make an amazing play and intercept it. And then that last interception where he was pressured all game long. 19 total pressures he faced in this game, was hurried over 10 times, was sacked three. A lot of that where it could have been more if Russell wasn't scrambling for his life and evading pressure the way that he does. But again, in that last play, tries to he brushes off the defender, stands strong in the pocket, Throws it to the tight end where, again, maybe you don't throw it to your worst receiving option in that moment. But I saw what he saw. He was open in that moment that he threw the ball. Ward just makes a great break on the ball. Interception. That's how, unfortunately, we lose the game. But, you know, I, I still feel confident in the squad. We lose against a, a team that has been playing some very strong football in the Houston Texans. We got lit up in that first half. But in the second half, we look like that defense that we saw in the last five weeks of the season. So, to me, it's tough 
Playoffs, definitely, it's going to be an uphill battle from here. But gotta gotta stay consistent when it comes to conversations like these. Losers, you have to look at the Denver Broncos. Unfortunately, I think you're being way too easy on Russell Wilson. Mm. I, I really think you are because. You mentioned that fourth and one play, the goal of the drive is just to keep it alive, right? But when you have a receiver as open as Jerry Judy where no defender was near him, and if, if Russell Wilson throws a moon ball, even if it's underthrown by – it doesn't matter. He was that wide open. He was. Jerry Judy would have scored a touchdown, and that would have given you guys the lead with less than a minute left versus the Texans on the road, and it would have increased your playoff chances dramatically. The reason why I say I think you're way too easy is because – I remember when Patrick Mahomes threw a perfect ball to MVS and you bashed him for it. If Russell Wilson doesn't see a wide-open guy on fourth down and you're not saying nothing, you're giving him the pass, I feel like if this was Mahomes, you would be talking about the play all day, left and right. You tweet about it, you <laughs> make videos about later. it. But yeah, with Russell Wilson, it's, oh, I'm giving him a pass. Listen, I think the fact that it took until week 13 of Russell Wilson's second NFL season with the Broncos for him to showcase you confidence in his arm mm. is an issue. And it's alarming. Mm. You're giving him $250 million. Dollars. I mean, he's, he's, he's supposed to win those games. He's supposed to make those plays. He's supposed to get you to the playoffs. And this game, the most important game of the season, he had three interceptions. Through all three in a second half, you're being way too easy on Russ. Every week for the Denver Broncos is going to be our most important game of the season. Last week, it was versus the Cleveland Browns. This week, of course, definitely versus the Houston Texans. Uh, but again, there were not many situations where I had to see Russ or Russ was being put in a situation where he needed to play or make plays for us to win. In this Houston game, he definitely went out of his ways to make those plays. Again, Judy was open. Agreed. But in that situation, he's putting his head down the same way that, that Judy goes. And let's talk about some deep balls that he had in this game. One to Judy. Right after Texans score a touchdown to Nico Collins. Quick points on the board. That's with 11 minutes left in the fourth. That dime pass to Corland Sutton. He had some great passes in this game. Definitely a little bit of a mistake in terms of the interception. But like I said, sometimes you got to credit the, the opposing team. And I feel like more often than not, when we're giving our analysis and, and we're looking at the box score, it's very easy just to say, oh, he threw three interceptions. Uh, he, he, he threw a, a game-losing interception as well. But at the same time, sometimes you just need to give credit to the other team. Sometimes the other team just plays better, makes better plays, and they win the ball game. You want to talk about Mahomes and Russell Wilson? Come on. Let, let's just be realistic. It, it's a difference in, in talent right now. Mahomes is the cream of the crop, and Russell Wilson's not anywhere near that anymore in his in his point in his career. Uh, to say it's alarming when in the since we've gone on this win streak, he's top eight in terms of uh, completion percentage over expected and EPA per play. He's been playing some very good football, still number two in touchdown-interception ratio, maybe number three now because Dak Prescott has been playing some amazing ball, and he did just throw three INTs. But at the end of the day, I still feel confident in my quarterback. Again, you want to talk about that I'm, I'm critical of Mahomes? It's a standard that he set for himself, and that's just me being transparent there, and I'll never support the Kansas City Chiefs. You just got to live with that. <laughs> so the standard so the standard is a perfect pass to MVS, but you bashed him because it was, like, maybe a little bit, like, over his, his palm of his hand, don't, maybe is it his fingertips? The thing I'll say is Whether just it was don't, Zach don't Wilson, drag Russell that. Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes, if a wide receiver is wide open and that can win you the game, I'm going to be critical of the play. Is but, that not facts? But, Joel, you're being a little ignorant to the idea that it is fourth down. He is just trying to keep the drive alive, which is exactly what he's he wide did. open and had no pressure, bro. But he, he looked, had no pressure. He, there was no pressure. He in the looked pocket. down to run at the same time as he's open. So, can you say he dropped his eyes too soon? I guess, but yes. you're trying so, to pick so, up the first down. But he dropped his eyes too soon. He had a wide-open guy that could have won him the game with a touchdown. But would, you, would, you, that would you have rather him throw the ball, it be incomplete, 
and we don't get the we don't continue. If it's incomplete, the drive. that means he threw a bad ball to Jerry Judy. Okay. He was wide I, fucking I, open. But we still continued the drive. Had chances after that play. And then y'all, and then y'all lost because he threw an interception on the same drive. But again, he's evading pressure. He throws somebody off of him, and he tries to deliver a strike. I, I'm being harsh for wanting him to throw that ball to Judy. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, again, looking like around. I said, I, 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 I'm being harsh. Said, nah, he, he probably should have threw it, but he also understands where Drew's coming from. It's fourth down. If you don't get this yard, the game's, game's over. Done. You lose. Yes, so like our, you get the yard. Are both positive pushing. plays? Yes. One is but, just better. I but understand. one wins you the football game. That's yeah. the difference. That's that's the difference it's, I'm it saying. Was, it's but bang, that play, bang. the running play didn't lose them the game. No, either. I'm not saying it lost them the game, but that play could have very well won you the For game. For sure, could have. Yeah. Those are two positive plays, but at the end of the day, like this is other quarterbacks that we're holding to a $250 million standard. We're going to be critical if they don't make that play. But he's played well. And even in this game where he did have three INTs, I still yeah. look in the second half and I think, he made some very high-level plays. He had some very high-level passes. We just came away with the loss. If we win this game, obviously we're having a different conversation. But it is what it is. He did end the game with an interception. It's a tough loss to, to handle, too. But I think that our team has recovered well. Russell Wilson has been playing some really good ball in this span of, of games since Week 7 after that Green Bay game. So I understand being critical of him, especially because the box score doesn't look the best. But again... I feel good in him. I think he, he made some strong plays regardless. I think your winners and losers are fair. Dells, what's your winners and losers? Um, so just real quick, the the whole like 60%, 20% chance, it could flip on a dime. Like next week, mm-hmm. right, you get a few teams, the Browns lose, Houston loses, the Bills lose, and all of a sudden like, oh, now we have a 50% chance again. Yeah. Uh, but going on to my biggest. Yo, thing, they're actually mad low. Who? The Bills in terms of making the playoffs. Because they lost to y'all. Uh, I think they're still under. They're under us. Yeah. Well, that's funny because I actually had my biggest winner as the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, they. <laughs> you just, you the chances are still year, slim. Man. But basically, all of the teams they needed to lose outside of the Texans because they played the Broncos yep. lost, right? We're looking at um, the Steelers lost to the Cardinals. They also lost Kenny Pickett. So there's a chance he's going to be out multiple weeks. He just had surgery, surgery on his ankle. Um, the Browns lost to the Rams. The Broncos lost to the Texans. So three AFC teams that were all ahead of the Bills, all able or all able to lose. The Bills were able to not move up a spot because they're on a bye, but didn't lose any ground. So now they sit one game behind Texans, Browns, Steelers, Colts, who had a crazy overtime win. They're not done yet. Six and six, big game against Kansas City. Probably must win territory. If they lose that game against Kansas City, it's probably over. But do you want they them have in? a chance to win? The Bills? Yeah, in the playoffs. Uh, I would Most much definitely. rather see them than like the Colts no, or cooking, the Browns sure. or the Steelers. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I want to see them in because I know I'm going to get high-level quarterback play. Everybody should want to see Josh Allen make the playoffs. For sure. Everybody. Um, my I biggest loser, though. So, of course, you got the Bills moving up. But, Riv, your Cleveland Browns, man. To steal your line, jigs up. Back-to-back losses. You I know, did tell you Joe Flacco had 200, though. And yeah, Joe Flacco played well. <laughs> the defense that. really folded. That, that's they what's did. most surprising. They've allowed 29 points to the Broncos two weeks ago, 36 points to the Rams. Joe Flacco had the 200 yards. He was he was fine. You know, it's Joe Flacco. He's still probably a you know bottom five sure. starter in the NFL. Uh, Whether it's him, it's probably going to be him moving forward. I don't know. DTR still dealing with that he concussion. I would, yeah, I would side with... Joe Flacco, I think he's the better quarterback right now. And they'll probably have to win at least three games down the stretch. They're 7-5 and five right now. They have Jacksonville next week, Chicago, the Jets, and at Cincinnati. So the Jaguars game is going to be tough. But you look at Chicago, Jets, and backup quarterback Jake Brown against Cincinnati. Those are three games they can win, so they're not out of it. But if the defense is going to be allowing you know, 29, 35 points per game, you're going to rely a lot on Joe Listen, Flacco on that offense. Fourth and five, and Cleveland's 30. They didn't get it. That's why the Rams scored that extra touchdown. 
You know, that's why they got the 36. Then they had a, they had a safety. Fuck you wanted to do, you know? I mean, come on, bro. 36, so, 28. So they allowed, they allowed 29 instead yeah. of 36. No, that that's, makes you feel that's, better. That's nine points off. The I secondary mean, wasn't good. No, yeah. They had well, a bad day. To be fair, Puka no, had a big word. Mm-hmm. And Miles Garrett clearly is injured. Yeah, yeah. Yes. but that's yeah, that's an issue going forward um, for sure. I'm with you. Listen, though. Cleveland fought as hard as they could, man. For, this is their fourth quarterback. You know, they fought yeah. as hard as they could. Um, I, I guess I'll go because I'm up next. Mine's is complete opposite of Drews. I'll be honest. Um, winners for me, the Houston Texans. Uh, definitely having the Denver coming <laughs> this is in there. The complete opposite. Yeah. Denver coming in there, fresh off a five, six game winning streak. They're hot. Russell's playing well. The defense is on fire. Houston coming off a not a terrible loss, but definitely another, you know, close ass game where they lost to Jacksonville yeah. for sure. And oh, and like this year, they've had two losses where the defense cannot clutch up against the Falcons. I believe they hit a uh, game winning field goal, and against the Panthers, they also hit a game winning field goal. So two games. Defense had an opportunity. They couldn't do it. This game, I feel like, in the first half, they were solid. They were, Even then, the offense still wasn't clicking fully, but they had some good plays. Nico Collins was fucking amazing. He was. And I, and I understand people are going to be like, well, they lost Tank Dell for the year, which is sad to see because he, he was having a breakout year. But just the confidence in their defense, you know, to go down there and Denver started clicking in the second half, but Stingley was a dog. He was amazing. Greenward was a dog. Was. Will Anderson was a dog. Like, they were putting so much pressure on Russell, and Stingley made every play possible for this defense. Even Jimmy Ward, too. Like, they were making plays. And then Russell Wilson had an opportunity to win the game. And that defense in the red zone, four plays, they manned up, and they did what they needed to do, and they got them to win. So, for me, that just goes to give them confidence on the defensive side because I know they're one of the most penalized teams in the league on that side of the ball. And they're also, you know, they've got a couple losses because of their defense couldn't hold up. But to get this one against a fire, like a hot and streaking Denver Broncos team, fresh off a loss to Jacksonville, that bodes well, especially lost at home, you know, so that bodes well for their confidence. And then the losers, of course, is the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Because, like, losing is one thing. Losing by a field goal, losing by seven. But to get blown out in Philly like that, and the way you started was so ooze material. Like, it, it, it had, like, the world, like, it was so, like, the defense was on fire. The crowd was in it, and... I think that's what really fucked them up. Like, they had opportunities in the red zone, and they couldn't score. Like, they got field goals, but they couldn't score touchdowns. And then once the Niners got into their mode, they got into, like, the gas was to the uh, pedal. There was nothing you could do. Everybody was wide open. So I look at them as a loss because, like Drew mentioned, this was probably the biggest game of the year for both teams. Definitely biggest game of the year for the NFC. And the Niners went out there. They just This is their whole new team, and they got out there, and they just showed you, like, this Chase Young move improved us. We're a totally, completely different team when we're healthy. Those losses did not matter because when all of our guys, 99% because they didn't have Hufanga, but when most of our guys are on the field, we can dominate any team in the league. And for the Eagles, there's really nothing they can do to improve the secondary. Like, they can't go out and get anybody. Nobody's coming off injuries. Like, this is what they have to go with. They did pick up Shaq Leonard. I don't know, like, what's his vibe or how good he is, but... They did pick him up, but realistically, you lost in the trenches on both sides of the ball, which is probably your best strength. So for me, winners, Texans, lost, Eagles. My biggest winner is Jordan Love's future with the Green Bay Packers. He's been playing amazing football. People have put an asterisk next to it because they're saying, oh, it's against the Lions defense. It's against the Chargers defense. It's against the Rams. Oh, it's against the Steelers, even though he didn't have the best statistical game against them. He played a good game against them. But to go and beat the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football and make the throws he was making versus Steve Spagnola, who in their very first matchup, he dialed up a ton of blitz packages on Jordan Love. 
And I thought Jordan Love handled it well. The box score, they didn't say that he had the best game, but in terms of his process and the decision-making, I thought he had a fantastic game because he handled what Spags threw at him very well. Now in his second matchup, he said he's had this game circled on his calendar for a very long time, and for him to have three passing touchdowns, he's had that in three straight games. Nine touchdowns in the last three games, no interceptions. Jordan Love has proven to be the future of the Packers at the quarterback position, and it's coming at a great time because I remember back in week eight, week nine, when Brian Gutenkiss said that these next couple of weeks are going to tell us a lot about Jordan Love and we're going to evaluate him. And he's done nothing but pass all those tests with flying colors. And my losers are the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're seven and five. They just lost Kenny Pickett. He might not be back anytime soon. It's an ankle injury. He just got ankle surgery. Their defense took a step back. They allowed 150 rushing yards versus the Cardinals, and the Cardinals scored 24 points on them. The Steelers are the only team in NFL history through 12 games. They have scored the fewest points of any NFL team through 12 games in NFL history. I was never a believer in their record. They kept finding ways to win, but I do think Kenny Pickett getting hurt and now puts a lot of pressure on Mitch Trubisky that I don't think he's ready to handle. So I think the Steelers are a very, it's very realistic. They can fall to a 500 record in these next upcoming weeks. That fewest points, I'm assuming with the winning record. Yes. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. So nuts. No, the Steelers without Kenny Pickett and with Mitch Trubisky, it, it just doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that this team's better with Kenny Pickett, and that's saying a lot because T Kenny Pickett— TJ also got hurt, too. Kenny, he did get hurt, for sure. But Kenny Pickett, however you feel about him, you watch the game, you just know he's better than Mitch Trubisky. What Mitch Trubisky offers the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it, it, it's not going to result in playing winning football and then going up against the Arizona Cardinals in a game that already had the, the, the weather play a part in the game where they took multiple breaks, multiple pauses. Mitch Trubisky just is not someone that I trust running my offense and where I barely feel comfortable with a Kenny Pickett. He did have a great game against Cincinnati, but it, it's tough to, to look – at the Steelers in a positive light moving forward. Kyler, he's going to be the quarterback. Kyler wasn't even that good in this game. He wasn't. He had 13 completions on 22 attempts. Like, this wasn't like a game Kyler went out the there James and took Conner over. Show, for sure. James Conner revenge game had 20, 25 carries over 120 yards. He went crazy. Should have known it was going to be the revenge game. Yeah. Your biggest loser to the Philadelphia Eagles, they lost in embarrassing fashion to the 49ers, 42-19 Riv. And I don't know about you, Maybe we have the same things that we learned from this game. Uh, when it comes to me, what I learned about this game, really, you tell me one thing. Mm. If the 49ers were healthy in the NFC Championship game, the Eagles don't go to the Super Bowl. And I think if you guys meet again in the playoffs, it's going to look similar to this result. Mm -hmm. I think they dominated you. They're more talented than you. It's as simple as that. You think it's another blowout? They definitely win convincingly, I think. It might not be 42 to 19, mm. but the way this team dominated the Eagles, they stopped your entire run game. Sure. DeAndre Swift, Gainwell, and Boston Scott had a 0% success rate on their runs. And then they were able to run the ball on you repeatedly. CMC, 71% success rate on the ground. Debo, 67% success rate on the ground. The Eagles signed Shaq Leonard. I don't think it does nothing for them. Shaq Leonard is not who he once was. The Colts, who are Facts. a team that is in a wild card hunt in the AFC, decided we're going to go with Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed instead of Shaq Leonard. They 
eight money to release Shaq Leonard. If Shaq Leonard was, was still a starting caliber linebacker, that would have not happened. Now, I think, yes, is he an upgrade over Moro and the liability is the second, the Eagles have the second level? Yes, but he's still not, he's not the athlete he once was. Mm. He can't cover. And the biggest weakness with the Eagles right now is the linebackers can't cover. Your secondary, whether it's been Bradbury and even big play Slay, he's been a little bit of a liability in coverage this year. He's been allowing a lot of yards. I just don't see this Eagles defense matching up with the 49ers offense when they're on full go. And Kyle Shanahan is able to move the chess pieces on his offense and trick you with a bunch of motion. The Eagles just can't handle that. And offensively, they real and, and and defensively, they really beat you up in the trenches bad. And when you're able to stop the run and you can play zone behind that, and Jalen Hurts has to drop back into those zone looks, I don't trust that offense that much. I think the Eagles' record masked a lot of the problems you guys already had. The defense we knew took a step back, but the offense has taken a notable step back with Brian Johnson calling plays. But because they've been winning, it's been getting swept under the rug. But I think these slow starts can come back to haunt the Eagles. And you can't always count on a heroic one quarter to win you games, especially in the playoffs, especially when these teams have prepared for you and they have you figured out and they've matched up a lot of times. I disagree. Uh, I disagree hugely. Um, I, I disagree mightily, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> I think what you're saying when it comes to speaking about the Niners makes a hundred percent change. Like true. When like, you can't have these slow starts against the Niners. You can't, you know, have this bland offense. But I think when you're talking about this, the grand scheme of things and talking about the NFC, I don't think it's a big deal when matching up against Detroit. I don't think it's a big deal when matching up against Seattle. I don't think these teams are as talented as the Niners to do what they just did. You, you mentioned our record has been masking that. Well, we've been winning games against teams that realistically are just not the Niners. The Niners, Proved, proved to the world that they're the best team in the league, like, by far. Like, they didn't just do this to us. They've done this to... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Every team, they did it to the Jaguars. They did it to the Cowboys. And that was before they had Chase Young. So, like you mentioned it, they beat us on every phase of football in that game. You know, after the first quarter, it was Niners, Niners, Niners. Running the ball in the trenches, uh, pressures so like they beat us in every way our defensive line couldn't get to Brock Purdy anymore we couldn't stop the run our wide receivers couldn't get over shout out to Smitty he had a couple really nice catches that's Definitely. my dog for sure um but we couldn't get nothing in a run game Jalen Hurts kept sitting back in pocket uh, in the pocket he couldn't see he couldn't find anybody open couldn't even escape for real because it felt like the Niners had him so boxed in to where even if he backed up he couldn't run to the right he couldn't run to the left because they had guys out there our Fucking security got ejected, and we still there was still no life in the team. So the Niners honestly belt the asses. They just did what they needed to do, and they humbled us. And they are undoubtedly the best team in the league. But I, I disagree on that point. I don't think the the wins that we had in the clutch masked 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 anything. I, I just think 
You know, when it comes to what the Niners did, people are going to overreact to what the Niners did. People are going to look at the Niners beating us like that and call us frauds, call us overrated. But in reality, no other team is going to do that to us. No other team has the ability or the talent to do that to us. The Niners have talent on both sides of the ball. They have arguably the best. They probably have the best offense in the league and they have the best defense in the league. No other team can do that. So I think, you know, there's going to be overreactions to the game. I think you can just say we're not on their level, which is fine. But we'll see them again, and I guarantee you it's going to be a different result. So I'm not really too worried about that. I don't. You guys think, lose by like ten points. No, I think again? we'll win. I think oh. we'll win. I think they adjusted. They got their give back. They watched the film, and that's 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 fine. They got the they got the win. They whipped our asses, and I think now it's our time, our opportunity to go adjust, to go look at the film, see what we can do that's different. You know, have a better game plan. Because you mentioned it, it, we have a new OC, but I think you know Goddard comes back next this week. That's going to be huge. You know, we just got to figure out some things. I think the Niners, what they did was impressive. I can't hold that against him. Brock Purdy didn't even do too much. Like, he had the statistics were great. But he didn't have to do really shit. He just made the right plays to his uh, playmakers, and they did what they needed to do. And CMC was a dog on the, on the ground, and that defensive line held up. But I, I, I don't think this should warrant any concerns when it comes to any other team in the in the NFC. I still think you put us ahead of those other teams. I still think we can beat those other teams. Just because the Niners did this to us don't mean you should overreact. 49ers masterclass, Kyle Shanahan masterclass. I actually think the secondary wasn't terrible in this game. I'm looking at the, the numbers in terms of yards allowed by Bradley Roby allowed 15 yards. Uh, Darius Slay allowed 32 yards. Um, we have Bradbury here who was around like 30 or 40 yards as well, maybe a little bit less. It was really the linebackers. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan obviously saw that on film that these backup linebackers cannot guard anybody. And to be fair, there's probably no linebacker in the league outside of the one they have in Fred Warner who's going to be able to consistently match up with guys like Debo Samuel, George Kittle. And they took advantage, you know. Uh, I'll talk about the Eagles a bit later, but you have to highlight the 49ers because, Riv, I think you're right, best team in football. You know, this was dominating on both sides of the ball. That first... Two drives for both teams. You had the Eagles go right down the field, settled for field goals, back-to-back drives. I really didn't feel great about that. But then you see on the other side of the ball, the 49ers really just stall out. Like, you know, it, it, it seemed like they were getting, they were pretty pass-heavy to start off. They didn't really get CMC involved those first couple of drives, three and out, three and out. Then after that, though, ripping, what was it, five or six straight touchdown drives? Unbelievable didn't stuff kick a for the 49ers. It was crazy. Yeah, I have the actual numbers a little bit later. Two in touchdowns notes. in every quarter but the first. They were insane. This is this was a game where the Cowboys got their ass kicked a few weeks ago, or I guess a couple months ago at this point. But this was, you know, the score maybe not 35 points or whatever, but it felt like that at the end of it where there was even a time where right after security got kicked out, the Eagles score a touchdown. It's and a two-possession game. Yep. You're like, okay, one stop and we're in this. They and the Niners four just plays. right back down, just big chunk, big chunk, big chunk end zone. And it felt like, damn, like it's three touchdowns again. Now we're in the third quarter. It felt like the game was starting to get away. Brock Purdy, though, I thought, you know, even though it was a lot of yak, right? I think it was over 200 yards of yak, like 60, 70% of his throws. The Eagles threw a lot of blitzes at him. He was 10 for 10 against the blitz. Goes for 213 yards and three touchdowns. A lot of that thanks to Debo Samuel just putting on a master class. Um, but I thought Brock Purdy was sensational, but it was really the defense, man. I mean, this is a defense that's number two scoring defense, fifth fewest yards in the league. They're one of two teams to allow fewer than 80 rushing yards uh, on the season. And this was only the second time all year where the Eagles, or the first time all year, they were held to less than 60 rushing yards, second time less than 80. So this was an Eagles team who had been running the ball very successfully throughout the season. The Niners shut that down. 
And then you also look at turnover differential. They have tied for the second most turnovers and second fewest takeaways. Or excuse me, other way around. Second fewest turnovers, second most takeaways. So they're taking care of the ball. We've seen that last season with Brock Purdy. We've seen that this season with Brock Purdy. You don't really have many fumbles from the running back, CMC, Debo, Ayuk. They do a great job, and they're the best team right now. And the Eagles, you know... There's a lot to get into with this Eagles team, but I think the first thing that comes to mind, I brought this up uh, when they beat the Bills last week, is this defense. You know, last year when they had an easy schedule, I want to say they were they were in the top 10 defensively. I don't remember their exact numbers, but I want to say eighth scoring defense. But we all came up here, and I think we were in agreement with that. The defense is good, but probably not to the point that they were showing, at least Definitely statistically, last season. And this season, when they've had some tougher teams, um, you know, on the schedule, it, it hasn't been the same. Whatever, if you're looking at... EPA, DVOA, points allowed, yards allowed. We're talking about a bottom 10, bottom five unit across the board. Um, so this is, again, like Riv said, this isn't something that you're going to get players back. You're going to get an all-pro linebacker, an all-pro corner or safety who's going to come in here and be able to change things up. And, of course, that's going to scare Eagles fans because you know the 49ers. That's the team you're going to have to play if you want to get to the Super Bowl. I don't look at you know the Cowboys, Lions, Seahawks, whoever might be being able to knock off the 49ers. So the Eagles are going to have to, at some point, figure out a way to at least slow down this offense or make Brock Purdy uncomfortable or force a couple of turnovers because the weight or the game they showed yesterday, it's unwinnable. There's no way you can allow the 49ers to go drive after drive after drive really with ease. I mean, the, the 49ers, it felt like I don't have the number in front of me, but I would be surprised if they faced more than 10 third downs they yesterday. couldn't tackle for shit. And either. even when they got into third downs, it was it was open players where Purdy was able to hit it. I just had no confidence throughout this game that the Eagles at any point were going to be able to stop the 49ers. When they got to the two-possession game, I was like, all right, maybe a turnover <laughs> or something like that. But they were just so successful, whether it was the run, whether it was the pass. Like I said, Kyle Shanahan and the offense executed the game perfectly. And the way this defense is playing... Number two scoring defense, and especially since the bye, acquiring Chase Young, um, and overall just getting the offensive pieces healthy. When they have Debo and Ayuk and CMC and George Kittle, I mean, it's hard to find a defense in the league that can stop them, let alone this Eagles defense that's shown us basically all year long to be one of the worst in the league. Just before you guys go, Bruce Brown got the two steals that I needed. Jalen Brown is two more rebounds off. How many points <laughs> does Jalen Brown have more importantly? Oh, yes, 10. He's cooking. In India. the first, first quarter? quarter? This is all in the first Turn quarter. The nice. fuck up. Nice. I need some threes to start for. Right, he has taken he has one three. That. I just need to. All right, so let's talk about this game real quick. You guys laid out a lot of facts. Uh, very, very little fiction in this conversation so far. Uh, when we talked about this game, I felt as if the home field advantage would play more of a factor, uh, but the fact that the Niners came in here and beat that ass was shocking to me. Uh, but w like Riv mentioned, we've seen the Niners play against some high-level teams this season and lay that boot to the ass. It's the truth against the Cowboys, against the Jaguars, uh, and now against the Philadelphia Eagles. Not against the Bengals with Joe Burrow. But That's he's hurt. You know, Bengals would have won it all this year if had any time, though. <laughs> uh, the only team to really kick the Niners the ass. the Niners hurt that game? That, uh, Debo and Trent didn't play. And then yeah, Chase wasn't play. there yet. Correct. Chase wasn't there yet. But still, the Bengals... No, no, no. That's Joe Burrow had a match class. I, my comment was, when the Niners are healthy, yes. they've... I think even if they... And also, have a, they probably Riff, that's sure. an excellent point because we see how different this offense is with Trent Williams. Forget about just Debo Samuel, who was the MVP of last night's game. Trent Williams and the impact that he has on this team is not one that you can just gloss over. He is truly... The best offensive when, lineman. When Trent in the game. was out, CMC did not have his best games. That's also true, but then you just also look at the fact of CMC's impact on yesterday's game. Five and a half over five over five yards per carry last night against a solid run defense from the Philadelphia Eagles. Virtually the Eagles had no answer 
for the San Francisco 49ers offense. And you got to credit Shanahan, absolutely. He drew up an amazing game plan. Brock Purdy was just able to execute him getting launched into the number one spot for for the MVP. A little bit wild to me, especially after I'm not looking. You had to know. You did have to know, but the MVP of yesterday's game was Debo Samuel. The yards after the catch, the breaking tackles. That's really also what you can look at when we're looking on the opposite side for the Philadelphia Eagles. You mentioned the linebackers. They couldn't they couldn't tackle anyone. Yeah. Debo Samuel had that big play because dude misses a tackle, and it's just a house call after that. Debo Samuel has breakaway speed. Any play can be a touchdown. And we saw that on display yesterday. So when you take when you take a, a step back and you look at these two teams moving forward, last week. We, well, at least I felt, and I know I'm not. I'm definitely not the only one that felt this way, is that the most complete team was the 49ers. Eagles have been playing some good football. They were at home. I thought them being underdogs was a little bit disrespectful to them, especially on this run, but this was a statement game. And like I said earlier, this is the most meaningful win of the 2023 season, and you got to give credit to Shanahan. you got to give credit to Brock and the rest of the guys on that offense because they executed a near-perfect game plan. They were 8 for 11 on third down. I just looked it up. And I also on third down this season, they faced the fewest amount of third downs by any team. And when they get into third downs, they're fifth best in the league. Just shows how this offense, first and second down, the ability to sustain drives, ability to stay ahead of the sticks. When you're not getting in these third and tens, these third and eights, having penalties, stuff like that, it's – it's hard enough to play offense in the NFL. And when you're avoiding all of that with all the talent you have on this team, this is the type of game Did that you you're Did you see the outfits up. they were coming in with when they was in Philly, bro? It was nasty outfit. Like, they was here for business. I'm going to be honest. The amount of confidence they had in whooping your guy's oh, yeah. ass, Oh yeah. I definitely don't have a doubt in my mind that the same result would happen again. They will beat you guys again when it matters the, most. The defense... The defensive performance that the Niners put forth yesterday was one of the best I've seen this sure, year. And, and this is the thing, you know, it's kind of funny, all of your guys' takes. You guys said a lot of great things. I don't disagree with, you, with what you guys said at all. Adele was mentioning a great stat about how the, the secondary didn't really, they weren't allowing many yards, and that's because they're, every team is going to attack the Eagles linebackers, and especially for the Niners, their bread and butter is attacking the middle of the field. For sure. So that is the... That is the part that is going to get exposed in every single matchup when they face off against Philadelphia. Shaq Leonard is not helping that, and there's no linebacker currently on the team that is going to help that. He definitely but helps a little bit. Better than tomorrow. Maybe. And He's Zach better Cunning- than the, bu- the backup. Zach Cunningham sure. was getting bullied. Zach Cunningham. Eli Ricks was also getting Zach, Zach Cunningham is awesome in a run game. He's awesome in run, run defense, but he can't cover. This is a thing. This is my gripe that I have with what you guys said. Mostly what Riff said, because Riff said, you know, he thinks they'll beat the Niners again when they, when they match up. I, I don't know Am about I you, Dells. to say Dels. something different? Um, no, stay yeah. true to your team. We got Do a lot it. of time till so, January. We'll see what happens. Dells, I got a question for you. Do you think the Eagles will, can make it back to Super Bowl? Are you counting them out? Yes nah, or no? No, nah, absolutely. They can still make it. Okay, it's funny because after the Cowboys lost in Week 5, y'all wanted me to come up here and just say, Oh, were you dead wrong about the Cowboys making the Super Bowl? You guys were dead. You were dead wrong because they just lost to the 49ers. And then we see the Eagles lose in the same embarrassing fashion. And I think the Niners did even more of what they wanted against this well, they were, Eagles defense. They're a better team now than they were week five. And the Cowboys are a better team. Yes, you're saying the, Cow- the Cowboys are a better team now. No, I'm saying the Niners are a better team now than they were week five. The, you also the 49ers said you were out on the Cowboys. Race. I said... 
versus the Niners in that matchup. I still feel scared to my stomach Wait, against what, the Cowboys facing the Niners. What are you trying to I'm get saying, at? Because I agree. I'm saying, I said I'm I was saying, wrong. If you're, saying, if you're saying that the Cowboys at that time had no chance to go to the Super Bowl because they lost to the Cowboys, That's you should have that I same energy that. with the Eagles That's, if they lost so, that embarrassingly so to, the, main, to the Niners. What's our main takeaway, everyone? That the Niners are the favorites to wait, come out wait. of the NFC, right? Should, oh, transitive wait. property. I mean, wait, wait. No, 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 no. I think you're getting it. No. Me and I believe Dells said we don't believe in Dallas because not only can they not beat the Niners, we don't think they can beat the Eagles. They could beat the Eagles, but though. that's but that they was can. the whole situation. You're trying to make it something. No, the nine the Eagles lost to the Niners, yeah, but we still think they can go. The issue with the Cowboys is we thought they were the third best team in the NFC. That's where the difference is. So I don't, I don't know what the you're Cowboys trying to can beat the Eagles, and okay, they will beat them this weekend. You think that? That's fine. Nobody's saying you don't have to, but I think they won't. So where's the issue? Where's can the, the Cowboys beat the Eagles, Dallas? Yeah, sure. They can, can. Can they beat the Eagles, they Drew? Can. I mean, I'm I, I don't think they will. Can they? Sure. But I, in my heart, don't think. What do you want? You expect All me I'm to say something is that different? It's the Cowboys, the Panthers versus the, the Eagles. Cow- like, of course the Cowboys were called frauds after the week five loss, but now everybody's saying, let's not overreact to this Eagles loss. Well, we at the end of the day, at the end of the day, both teams got to go through the Niners. Because the thing is, I'm in the middle of both you guys, and usually that's not how it goes. I'm usually on one side or the other. That being said, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles and the and the Dallas Cowboys, the conversations are a little bit different because when we talk about the Cowboys, they haven't beat a great team yet. When we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, they've just went on an insane streak of beating the Chiefs, beating the Bills, beating the Cowboys, Miami. beating Miami. So that's why conversations are different when we talk about Philadelphia and Dallas. Now, when we talk about Philly versus Dallas, that's a different conversation because we know Philadelphia's defense is not great by any means. No. Can definitely get torched. And with the way that the Cowboys have been playing, it's possible that when it comes down to it, it could be a one-score game and Dallas just edges it out. We've, we know that that can happen. But again, let's just take a step back and now we're talking about the Niners beating the Cowboys' ass. We're talking about the Niners beating the Eagles' ass. Let's just take away the, the main point here. The Niners are the best team in the NFC. That should be the takeaway, correct? And I also think it's the questions around the Cowboys where I'm sure Joel is going to try to throw away the road to the Super Bowl, but we saw the Eagles last year go toe-to-toe with the, the Chiefs in that Super Bowl game where you're a fumble away, basically, from Jalen Hurts from being Super Bowl champs. We haven't seen the Cowboys in our lifetimes be able to reach a Super Bowl, so there's also those questions around them in playoff time. I'm so they beat confused. Daniel Jones, and then they beat the Niners with no quarterback. Again, this and is, then they no, went no. against the Chiefs and went toe-to-toe with them. This is the loss. This is my great. Were the Cowboys, the Cowboys would have gone toe-to-toe. They would put up 35 or 32, whatever the fuck it was. I put up a lot of points. I don't think so. Sure. I really, and they really faced don't. The How many points with did they no put quarterback? Up the Niners. Twelve. Thirteen. It was twenty. It was yeah, nineteen. I, think it was, I thought it was seventeen to twelve. 12. Seventeen to twelve. It might have been nineteen to twelve, nineteen to thirteen. The, this is this is my whole gripe with the whole thing because I think what you heard me say, um, don't overreact, and you just assumed I was talking about the Eagles and the Cowboys 12. conversation. But in the grand scheme of things, no. What I have seen over the past since the game has ended is. The Eagles being actually what I've seen over the past three or four weeks is the Eagles are frauds. These are the Eagles are overachievers. The Eagles are this. The Eagles are that because they're not this. They're not winning games at the same efficiency, same like efficiency last as last year, which would make sense because we didn't play anybody last which year, which we all said preseason yeah. by the way. But then on the flip side. 
Dallas hasn't reached their tough point of their schedule yet. And they are beating up on the bad teams. And because we didn't beat up on the bad teams, they're supposed to be this better team. That's why I'm saying people are overreacting, trying to put the Lions with us, trying to put the Seahawks with us, which is why I'm like, don't overreact to what the Niners did. Because at the end of the day, there isn't five football teams. There isn't three football teams that can do what the Niners just did to the Eagles. That's why I'm saying don't Apparently, overreact. Apparently, there's, there's not two football teams. Because they face the Chiefs, the Bills, the yeah, Dolphins. That's not, that's, and if, you want to, if, you, if you believe, which I'm not saying the Eagles and – oh, thank God it's so close. I'm not saying the Eagles and Dallas aren't in a conversation. I just believe in my heart as an Eagles fan, we won't lose to them. Can they beat us? Yeah, but I don't believe we'll lose them. That's all that is. The Cowboys, they beat the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are a good team. That defense has taken a dramatic step back, though. I think the Seahawks are a good team, and they probably will make the playoffs. When they faced the Rams, Matthew Stafford played in that game. And when Matthew Stafford plays on the Rams, they are a good football team. They were losing games with Brett Ripien, but when Matt Stafford plays, they are good. The Cowboys beat that team. They almost beat the Eagles. They didn't quite beat them, but it was still a a head-to-head matchup. Oh, just like the Chiefs and Eagles in the Super Bowl? And it came down to the wire. And all the teams that you're telling me that the Cowboys have – had an easy schedule against the Eagles are facing the same teams the Cowboys are facing, and the Cowboys are dominating all those teams the Eagles I, are struggling I just, against. I just said that. I would rather beat good teams and beat bad teams, but maybe struggle a little bit than kill the bad teams. We have known and that's why this teams. weekend the Cowboys will I, beat the Eagles. I, I but Dallas, the, the we Cowboys Dallas, we've known that now for, they got to prove it. Dallas for two or three seasons, we know when they play a bad team, they handle business. Not that's that never, Mike McCarthy. Wasn't that's never that's never been time. a question though. But Mike you you, you want us to you want you want us to geek on geek about them beating the Panthers, the Commanders, and the Giants in three straight weeks. But yet we supposed to hold this concern because the Eagles struggled but beat the Bills. They struggled but beat the Chiefs. That just doesn't make sense. That is literally that is nonsense to me. And I was supposed to sit here and look at a team and be like, yeah, they won a, 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 in a weird way. I don't know if I can really look at this team. But, yeah, Dallas beat the Panthers. So I'm Stafford looking at them. Stafford also got like, hurt in that game. Yeah, and the like, Seahawks game, the, they didn't. And they, the Rams that was a toss-up game. That went down to the absolute wire. They didn't dominate that Seahawks game. You know what doesn't make sense to me? It doesn't make sense that after week five when the 49ers beat the Cowboys, <laughs> Brock Purdy was, if he wasn't at the top of the MVP discussion, he was near the top. He was getting all the MVP hype. And after he goes on the road and throws four touchdowns at Lincoln Financial Field, I mean, the guy that you had at least close to MVP in week five, I'm not hearing a peep out of you when it comes to Brock Purdy MVP. Because we're talking about the Eagles. I'm not hearing a peep out of nobody when it comes to Brock Purdy. It feels like Brock Purdy had a tweet. Kings has them. Yeah, fuck all that. We haven't heard anything about from you either. <laughs> no, hey, he has a tweet. You know Mr. Joel V. Moran. I don't, I don't care about tweets right you know now. We're on pick a side. The He's, difference, the difference, mm, and if, the, if you want to say that, if you want to say that to me, there's a difference, Riv. Since the beginning, I haven't been lying about Purdy. At every single turn, whenever Brock Purdy's had a great performance, you've been the one shoving it in my face. But now when he plays Purdy, my team, he plays was, your team, Purdy you're was not great, mentioning nothing about Brock Purdy's Purdy's game. This was Purdy's arguably best statistical game, but this was by this was not the his Cowboys best game, game ever. game was more impressive than this one. So wait, you are so you're, confused. Tell, so you're telling me, no, it's, it's funny because... This game statistically was great for Purdy, but you know when you watch it, the eye test it wasn't that phenomenal. He didn't make a lot it, of high level throws. It's, he only, has in the past. it's like you know that's what I've been telling y'all about Purdy. But whenever I said no, it, I was labeled as a has, hater. No, when no, I Purdy, said it, Purdy has made high level throws that still in games this season. That, he, I don't think in this Eagles game are, he no, made no, that no. many <laughs> high level throws. It was a lot of yeah, two hundred yards. Yeah. So you're confused 
that I'm not geeking about a man that just destroyed my football team. That's your I confusion. Heard MVP. Yeah, because they just put thirty on my teams. Like they just destroyed. I don't have anything to say. But right you now. said when, before, when the even Dolphins got put seventy on the Broncos. I wasn't that loud. I'm but, not you be loud about about it. but you be. said, but you've said in the past that you want the Eagles to win, but you're rooting for Purdy. And yeah, and he does well. Purdy did, he did ama- well. Purdy did well, but I'm, we are talking about the first of all, we were talking about the Eagles and the Cowboys matching up, so it had nothing to do with the. Does Purdy you, have a better listen, MVP case? Are you surprised that this just happened? It's just insane. Wait, to are you me. surprised like, that it happened? Like he flipped it in an insane. Did Brock, per, like, does Brock Purdy have a better MVP case than Jalen Hurts? What does Brock Purdy have a better MVP MVP's case than Jalen Hurts? I think it's similar. I think they're all Hurts. Tua. Who has a better know. MVP case, Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Why does Jalen Hurts have a better MVP case? Tell well, me. one, his defense is terrible, and if he doesn't play well, the offense and just the team as a whole doesn't have a chance to win. Oh. Does Purdy have any game-winning drives this year? That's odd because versus doesn't really need versus to. the That's Bills, the defense, their blitz led to the miscommunication and the Josh they Allen rush throw. But if... If Jalen no Hurts didn't turn it drives, on. no fourth quarter comebacks. He's he like the Niners dominate most of their games. Versus, versus versus the Eagle. I mean, when the Eagles face the Chiefs, they allowed zero points in the second half. When they face the Patriots, their defense is what got them to victory because the Patriots defense held the Eagles to multiple three and outs in the second half, and the Patriots had chances to score. Their defense came out on top. The when they face the Cowboys, the Cowboys were in the red zone at the six yard line, and the Eagles defense is the one that made the stop that held the Cowboys scoreless in the red zone that led to that Eagles victory. You can count half the games for the Eagles that, while the points, they have let up a lot, they've made Tomley plays at the end of them to win them those football games. So I don't think that, that do it's just Purdy, the defense though? is terrible. Because I think Purdy's MVP case is actually much stronger than Jalen Hurts. Why? He's first in quarter QBR. He's first in passer rating. Tua he was the much same way EPA. week five, and you did not care. He has a much, Purdy he has a much was the higher same completion thing percentage. week five, he didn't care. Jalen Hurts is not playing. Nah, you're a, flipping, bro. Jalen Hurts is not so playing better right at quarterback than Brock Purdy right now. He is not. And there's oh no argument God. for Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy this in the MVP hilarious. discussion right now. I was wondering which where you all were the, going to go. Things, all you the things, all the things, admit one way or the all other. The, things, the system quarter, you know what I mean. Like, all the things you can say for Brock Purdy, he has great weapons. He has a great running game. He has a great coaching staff. You can say the same thing for Jalen Hurts. He has he, a great coaching staff. Jalen Nick Sirianni is a great coach. People yes, are calling for is. Brian Johnson to be fired. Brian Johnson, I don't think he's he been. Place. I don't think he's been the best this year. But some people have argued with me that well, the Eagles still host the top a top ten offense. Ultimately, the Eagles have. A.J. Brown, one of the best receivers in the game. Devontae oh. Smith, the great receiver. Oh. They have the best offensive line now in football. Brock Purdy so has an when MVP you talk case. about when you no, talk no, about when you case. talk about the MVP fifth most valuable player on his team now has an MVP <laughs> case. This has come full circle. Oh I'm my! I'm just saying he has a better case God. than Jalen Hurts. We were yelling at that that was in that same exact I know. spot. I know. That he has man a better told case than me Brandon Ayuk was more valuable. Now all of a sudden, yes. he can, has a case for him. He, he had think, to pick a side and, of this episode. He had coming. to. And and because the, numbers, the number also, shit is dumb because he's thrown out numbers all season long for Purdy, for Tua. He does not care about numbers. Uh, Mahomes is MVP with bad Tua numbers. Tua has a better case than Jalen Hurts, yes or no? Who? Tua has a better case than Jalen Hurts, yes or no? Yes, he oh, does. Uh, consistent? I'll give you that. He has Hurts. to be that. He has to be. He has to be. He has to be. No, no, no. We can either hate on Jalen Hurts than Tua. It's not because I have to be. It's not because I have to be. I don't know. I really don't know. What Jalen Hurts do to you? Jalen Hurts is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Jalen Hurts needed a hater. He had to step up. Jalen Hurts is pretty. We had a would you rather last week, and you were you basically claimed to be a top seven quarterback. Jalen Hurts, because 
I say he's overrated because there's some people that want to push him into the top three discussion. He is not there. He said he would take him over Joe Burrow. He said he's number two. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Is asinine. He's still been awesome this year. Jalen Hurts is getting hyped up because in four playoff games he's been great in one of them. He's been average or below average. And the only one that he was good in was the biggest game of his career. Nick Foles was Nick Foles had his best game of his career in the Super Bowl. And with the Philadelphia Eagles, Nick Foles played some high level football. Can you give context to those games? Jalen Hurts path to the Super Bowl. Can you give context to those? Daniel games. Jones Giants was 49ers with no quarterback. You just saw what the 49ers with the quarterback would do to the Eagles. They would smack Can them. you give context to those no, no, games? You, the you first know, playoff game was be, before the breakout. The His first year started against Tampa Bay. The second game was against Daniel Jones. They win by 40. Hurts does nothing. The third game, Brock Purdy gets hurt. They win by 40. Don't have to do anything. The game Jalen Hurts has to show up against the Chiefs. He balls the fuck out, and they lose by a field goal. That was the reason why I don't want to use context is because you're the same guy. <laughs> you're the same what? guy that said Joe Burrow's playoff run wasn't impressive, and what he did with the Bengals is go. way more it impressive comes than what Jalen Hurts did with the Eagles, you're and that's like a James fact. Harden on that's the a fact. Jalen Hurts Joe in the Burrow, Super Bowl Joe Burrow. what Joe Burrow did, bro. Joe Burrow did not have a game like Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Jalen Hurts in totality is a better playoff performer than Jalen Hurts, and that's a fact. Jalen Hurts. Look at the numbers. They're up look at by, the numbers. Look at, numbers. Look at the numbers. Look at numbers. Wait, does Joe Burrow have 40. an offensive line like Jalen Hurts? Yes or no? No. Yes or no, he doesn't. He has is Jamar Chase. He, he has the Higgins. Team. Just, yeah, just, he had a defense had the that team. was locked in. We had the better team. And Jalen Hurts has A.J. Brown, who this you can argue is better than Jamar Chase. He has Devontae Smith, you can argue is better than T. Higgins. He has Dallas Goddard, who's better than any third option on the Bengals. So what are you talking about? Tyler Boyd, respect him. Tyler Boyd is good. I think Dallas Goddard is a, a bit better of a pass catching option. Talk about that defense that was locked in for him. But I think talk about McPherson. It th- this is this is my thing though because whenever it comes to Jalen Hurts, everybody wants to dismiss the cases of Brock Purdy and Tua, and they want to say their you're, system. You're that, their you're, system. You're them. Talk to them. I'm a grown my, my, man. I've I repented for my sins. I I own a Tua Tagovailoa shirt. Uh, you because only Santos did it to hate on Hurts. That's the and, only reason you did that. And Brock Purdy. He's giving, Brock giving praise. My Rip, I've never seen this. Rip, I've never seen this. He's giving Brock Brock praise out of hate. Brock Purdy. Brock I've never Purdy. Seen this in my, life. my stomach hurts. I can't believe Brock Purdy's turning me into a believer. Brock Purdy's turning me into a believer. I'm telling you about Brock. Okay, listen. And I'm telling you about Brock. You're trying to dismiss him all the time. Yes, yes. Even though you mentioned nothing about Brock Purdy's MVP case since I've mentioned him for seven weeks. Since I don't think Brock. You, you, had, you was up here. You Very thought Sam minimal. Darnold was going to take his spot at one point. I said that's the a scorching hot take. of you to now be no, a You were saying that's a scorching hot take. Bro, bro he gave me that look because she said, it's Darnold's time. He's Yo, taking the job and not looking back. To me that you were, like, I never said doing? he was not looking back. I just said that Sam Darnold, I think he will play well if he gets the opportunity. And I still think that Sam Darnold will play well under these circumstances. All I'm saying is that when it comes to Tua and Brock Purdy, everybody dismisses their case because of the system and everybody because and of Joel. the talent everybody around them. But when it comes to Jalen Hurts, n- nobody's dismissing his case. Nobody's saying, well, he plays with the best offensive line of football. Well, he plays with a Nobody top five weapons that. group Nobody in football. Well, he has a great coaching staff. You know, it, after a game where he didn't even play that well. Drew has the audacity to prop him as the second best quarterback. It was a joke. He it played last <laughs> week. It was play? an absolute joke. Joe Carson, it was a question. joke. Was no, no, Riff, because yeah, he yeah. just, he singled you, me you out. Even, he, he, he even said, do you what, stop what, talking what, ever? What did you <laughs> say? You finally no, stopped talking. You've been talking for 58 minutes straight. He never stopped. What did you say? Drew said, I have no reason. Can I please? What do you mean? That's not a no analysis. Okay, Drew, the floor is I have no reason. 
Joel kills me. And it must <laughs> he's be lying weed. again. It must be the weed. He said Stephen it. A. Smith, he, he's up to something. Stay off that shit. <laughs> he said because it. your memory really is so foggy. When you say, I don't have a reason, that's not at all what I said. I said that after this game, my thoughts are as concise as can be. Because when Jalen Hurts isn't on, they don't look like they deserve to be on, on the field with other top competitors. But when he's on... They go and they win games against the Chiefs, against the Bills, Miami, against the Cowboys. So if you're going to say that that is what I said again, you piss me off when you do that because you lie. When all I said was in the second half when he came alive, this is the Eagles that we know. They, he is the MVP because when he's not playing at this level, they don't even deserve to be in these conversations. He had himself a baller-ass game in the second half and overtime versus the Bills. I can't Drew, don't fucking lie on my name. That shit pisses me off. I'm not lying. Coming into the season, who was your second-best quarterback in the league? It, at the time? Josh Allen? Justin it, Herbert? It was Justin One? Herbert. Last week, after Jalen Hurts had a game versus the Bills, I said, why is Jalen Hurts over Justin Herbert? You said... No, I, I said I said vibes. you got no, you no. That's you not, said vibes. You no, didn't have a not not what I said. No, you said hands no, up. I said you got me. You did say that because I flipped on that opinion. Yes, because Jalen Hurts the last two seasons has been playing high level football. I saw him play in the biggest game of the season. At you could say he he played better than Mahomes. I feel that way. You feel differently. Let's not different conversation. And then he carried it over into this year, and we've seen him progress as a passer. That's that's why again I'm he's win, he's playing winning football he's progressed and he's playing at a high level. You saw the Super Bowl performance and still had him behind all those guys. And then he did it again this he season. He hasn't been incredible this year. He's been pretty good. He's bro. been very he's been fucking good. good. <laughs> this shit is insane to me. It's so insane to me because and this is why I needed us to win so badly. I need like we needed this win more than the Niners because I knew if we would lose, no matter how we would lose, the conversations after that loss were gonna get disgusting. And what are they doing now? They're getting disgusting. Now all of a sudden, a Tua hater is a Tua fan and he's an MVP. I'm not a Tua now fan. all of a sudden, a Purdy hater that has been arguing with me for damn near That's really three the most months part. is now saying he has a better case. Then Jalen Hurts, when at one point this man told me, fans, this man told me to my face. I was sitting in Dow's seat. He said Brandon Ayuk was more <laughs> valuable than him. He was even trying to say, well, maybe Javon Hargrave. He was trying to tell me that. And Drew was sitting there face to face like, what is he doing? And now all of a sudden, he's in, he has a better MVP case than my quarterback. Do you see what's going well, on? Well, for one, this is insane to me. I don't know just what's going on. Just because I, I say I'm, I'm Tua appalled. has a better MVP case than Jalen Hurts does not mean I'm a Tua fan. What's your top three MVP candidates? My top three right now, I think Dak Prescott is number one. Why? Because he has better numbers <laughs> than Tua. He has better numbers than <laughs> like Jalen so Hurts. So marginally. So marginally. It's, I literally but, looked at but, it. I yes, looked at it. But what is what is the MVP <laughs> race at this point? What is it, Drew? Is it marginal or is it not? It's all up in the it's air. It's marginal. It's like five okay, guys. So that's why okay, the who's numbers two? matter. Who's two? Number two, I, I would put. Say, but go, ahead, who. go ahead. You have to you put have him up to. It's either Lamar Jackson or 
So Lamar should be one. What's, is Brock what's Lamar's case over Jalen? It's the same. Wait, wait. It's the same. Lamar, Lamar's numbers are not breaking records. Yeah, yeah, wait, he is on. not top of the league in anything. Here's my thing. What's Dak's, what's Dak's case over Lamar? And why, can't, why is it the same? Why I'm is fine it, with Dak over Lamar. But then why, isn't Brock, with that. why isn't Brock over Lamar? Well, Dak Prescott, here's one thing. He doesn't have the offensive play calling of those of the 49ers. That's one. So let's just compare you're big, those. You're a big Mike McCarthy guy. I am, but you thought Kellen Moore was better, right? And you I thought did. the Cowboys would miss the playoffs this year. But that doesn't have to do with anything that he just said. But this is, this the has nothing to do with missing the playoffs. He had he had a hot take. He said Kellen Moore Justin Herbert with Kellen Moore MVP, Cowboys with oh, McCarthy, TikTok? no playoffs. Okay, that's you got TikTok. Okay. Use a TikTok. That's what, that's what, uh, that's what he said. Using a TikTok is nasty. What do you mean? You, nasty. Nasty. you got it. You got it. You got, got it. You got it. You got it. You used a TikTok before to I say, you're right. I said the Chargers would make it. It's a nasty way to go, but it's respectful. But that's why I said, I'll be saying anything on TikTok. Because I still, and even when we did our playoff predictions to start the season, I had the Chargers missing. Just like you when had Sam comes, Darnold becoming the the starting quarterback for the Niners is your hot take. I was hoping so. <laughs> yes, yeah, scorching hot. I was hoping. Oh scorching hot. Because I like Sam. I want him to get an opportunity somewhere. Ah, yikes. When it comes to Dak Prescott. That's nasty. Dak mm-hmm. Prescott. No, no, no. This is arguably the nastiest he's ever got. Yeah, Dak Prescott is, is top five in passing yards. He's first in passing touchdowns. He's fir- he's second in passer rating. He's first, Todd first in QBR with Brock Purdy. He's first in passing EPA. He's first in points accounted for amongst all NFL quarterbacks. And this is with, while he does have C.D. Lamb, his second receiving option Best one is Jake Ferguson, who has 498 yards on the season. Third best is Brandon Cooks. Outside of CeeDee Lamb, there is not an ultra-reliable second option that Dak Prescott can consistently go to. And compare with the 49ers, the Cowboys don't have a consistent running game at all. All Does Lamar have an ultra-reliable number two? Does Lamar have an ultra-reliable number one? Has he been ultra-reliable? He has been ultra-reliable, but he's he's recently But what about Lamar? Lamar doesn't... Zay Flowers is good, but he's a rookie. I'll admit the Lamar pick is more so of just what I'm watching okay. with when him. But if you want to just go off of pure stats, mm. I think it's Dak, it's Purdy, it's Tua, and Purdy's I would I would put Mahomes and then I'll put Hurts. And I don't know, you know. Yeah, I you think don't know. It, skill position right. players, Tyreek Hill <laughs> is more of an MVP than Jalen Hurts. This year, he is. Tyreek Hill has 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns is in off, and is off to one what, of the what, best what, wide receivers What's the Eagles record with Marcus Mariota? What is the record right now? What's the record? With Marcus I think the Mariota? record where Mark Marcus Mariota is a terrible quarterback, but I still think he'd have him five hundred. You're, you're doing it again. So he's from the best record in the NFL, the five hundred. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I think Gardner Mitchell would have them like at eight and four or something. Oh my god. Yeah, Gardner Mitchell right now is seven and five with the Colts, who was Jalen Hurts' backup last year, and the Colts have less talent, and they're about to make the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah, that Gardner Mitchell would have beat the Chiefs Dude, and the Bills. You're doing it again. No, probably not. He beats the other teams. That's why I say eight and four. I give him three losses right there, or four losses. So the most important wins, like when you're when you're talking about resume, statement wins for all of these quarterbacks. The Eagles, Jalen Hurts has the most statement wins. No, they would be better than the Colts. A win, they'd essentially be the same, correct? But ultimately. You're going to have a drop-off if you're going from a top-10 quarterback to Agreed. a bridge starting quarterback, which is what Gardner Minshew is. But if that gap is I'm at 10 wins to now 8 wins, is that a gigantic gap? The Eagles roster is insanely talented and one of the best rosters in the NFL. Offensively. Offensively, yes. 
Yes. All and this is telling me is if Josh Allen was like nine and three, he'd be the consensus. MVP. No, Josh yeah. Allen, yeah. if he is him being six, six and six, is the only so, reason he's nine. I, I feel so bad that I didn't mention Josh Allen. Well, he's six and he's six. six, and six. six. No, you, I understand why he's not. Yeah. But he has the case. If, if he had a record, it's hard to be he'd a be wild one. card yeah. team, not one MVP. But Josh Allen, I think just his level of play been has real. been better than Hurts this year. I understand. He would be number one. Most impressive quarterback in the league this year. He has been. And I think Justin Herbert has also been one of the more impressive quarterbacks, but his situation just isn't ideal. It isn't great. It isn't great, but six points. They beat the Packers. If Quinn Johnson makes a catch, the Chargers do. You know, they've lost some games because of, of the lack of supporting games. cast Miami, around Cowboys Justin Herbert. Was another one. The thing is, Herbert and he has done the best job. I was going to say, Herbert has opportunities Harley. down the stretch of the games to yeah. put his team in position to win. This shit has become so nasty. But even still, like Miami, he puts up 34. So do you hate Dak no, Prescott? No, first month of the season, he yeah, was crazy. Yeah. Huh? Even lines, do you hate Dak Prescott? Do I hate who? Do you hate Dak Prescott? Yes. 100%. I hate everybody on Dallas except C.D. Lamb. And I hate C.D. Lamb when we play him. Yes, I hate all of them. I'm I hate him that. every time we play them. Yes, yeah, I hate everybody on the Commanders. I hate everybody on Dallas. I hate everybody on the Giants. I hate every single one of them from top to bottom. Coach to GM to fans. I hate them all. I hate Drew because he has the Giants jersey on. I, I hate him when he had that he Dallas the jersey on. same name as me. I, I hate them all. That, that's what, like, I'm just going to keep this. Never, I, I hate him. I hate him. But now you all of a sudden love Purdy, so it's weird to me. I don't know what to do. It's I like, don't love Purdy. Zach's backwards. I just I think if you're, obje- if you're being objective, he's playing be- a, but you've been, a better quarterback level been, than Jalen Hurts. He's been doing this all, except, except for that stretch. He's been doing this all year. Yeah, he really So has. where have you been? He's had yeah, like you four watch, bad And I will never sit games. up here and lie and say I watch more film than you when it comes to football. I do not. You watch a shit ton of film. So the fact that you are just coming into this conclusion at this point of the season just proves to me and my whole heart that you're an hater. I can understand why you feel that way. Yeah, you're you a hater. A, you have a lot of context clues to feel how you feel. <laughs> you're but a hater. At the... Ultimately, when it comes to the Purdy and the Hurts discussion, Brock Purdy's past couple of weeks has been making more high-level throws. And while in the beginning of the season, I had four weeks to evaluate what Brock Purdy was and then the Cowboys game. The Cowboys game, I always said, the, that game was sensational. He played an A-plus game. But he made high-level throws. The, the game after, you were very critical of him. Versus the Vikings, the Cleveland's or Cleveland. Cleveland, both. He didn't play well against Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, he had bit. costly interceptions against, against the, Vikings, the Vikings. He did have and a good game. He had game. costly interceptions against the Bengals. But even still, it was just a couple bad throws. He didn't even Ultimately, have like a quarter bad play, a drive bad play. It was a those, couple bad throws. The thing with Brock Purdy is that a four to five week sample size is different than a thirteen week sample size. This thirteen week sample size has shown me that. He's elevating the 49ers offense while all these skill position players wow. are great. <laughs> and they're they're helping him. I'm happy you're coming along, man. They're helping him. Happy He's also along. more than just a point guard yes. for that team. Absolutely. So that's where I come from. And when you look at what Brock and Jalen Hurts are doing, when you look at who's happy. who's reading the field better, who's more accurate. It's Brock Purdy. It, it, Brock, it Purdy's, came, Brock Purdy's playing quarterback better than Jalen Hurts. Right. It came so at the what cost number of Jalen Brock Hurts, Purdy. But he's he's given no, he's given like, he's given we, Purdy the respect Joel, he deserves. I love you like a brother. We can just not go through certain <laughs> arguments if you just not be a hater. You <laughs> said what I said literally a month ago. You literally just said exactly what I said. A month ago, and what I've been saying this whole time, that Brock Purdy also uplifts the Niners. And yet now it took you this long to see it. It just and now, but uh, but of course, 
it has to come in at expense of another quarterback. Because now you have to grab your hating bag, pack it, put your toothbrush in it, pick it up, take an airplane, and go over to Philly, and now you have to hit on Jalen Hurts. It's gross. It's it's insane how you just, just pack it. Like you have a pack of hate bag. Like the initial, the initial You've been argument, tweeting about him like it's insane. Like your tweets are insane. The initial point. argument was the I MVP. I think, I think even you can give Brock pretty credit, but even when you look at the 49ers, I think Christian McCaffrey is more valuable to the offense than agree. Brock Purdy. I think Trent now, Williams. I, now, I think I Trent agree. Williams is more valuable to the offense. I think now that we've seen a three-game sample size without that chess piece and Debo, who they move around in motion, Debo is ultra valuable to that offense as well. But last year, with Debo on a down year, the offense was still clicking on all cylinders. It was, and that's the Brandon Ayuk breakout and having George Kittle. I just think that all the, they have. Four All-Pros. I mean, Brandon Ike this year, he's getting open at an All-Pro level. Debo's been an All-Pro. Trent is an All-Pro. George Kittle's an All-Pro. So, Brock Purdy, I do think, has been playing a better quarterback level than Jalen Hurts. The final boss for Brock Purdy is playing from behind. Because versus the Browns when he played from behind, he didn't play that well. Versus the Vikings when he played from behind, he didn't play that well. Versus the Jalen Bengals Hurts when he, he played from behind, behind, he didn't play that well. Jalen Hurts has been better from behind. So right he, no, now, no, he's been the he's best been, so quarterback right now, in So right now, if you behind. ask me, do I have Jalen Hurts as a better quarterback than Brock Purdy? Yes, absolutely. But we're talking about MVP case here. And MVP case is not always about the best quarterback. I agree. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is the best quarterback. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is not a top five MVP candidate this year. If you want to just talk about sheer value, sure. But if you talk about the numbers, he's not a top five candidate. And I haven't been pushing Mahomes for MVP. You can't. I really haven't. You can't. Been a couple, been a couple weeks. That is been so wishy-washy. That's been a, a couple wishy-washy weeks. statement. I, I know you've mentioned him, and you say that I, you call me. You call me out constantly for saying that I don't think he deserves to be in the conversation. He deserves to be in the conversation, but he's not a top Shit. MVP candidate. He's outside looking. He's always going to be in a conversation just because of what who he is. But he's not a top candidate. So. Yes, Hurts is a better quarterback, and until Brock Purdy beats that final boss, which we're not sure is going to appear with the Niners' sheer dominance, then I can say he checked off the final check mark to why I still feel some way about What's him. What's Jalen Hurts' final boss? Apparently, I don't know. He got to be better against zone. zone. He got to be better as a <laughs> had to know. He has to be better as a pure <laughs> drop back passer. Jalen Hurts drops his eyes way too often and looks to scramble instead of going through his progressions. He held on the ball way too long in this past game because you you look at the numbers. I think it says like the Niners have like forty three pressures. And they were just letting him do it. But too. I mean, it was Jalen Hurts sitting back there, sitting back there, sitting back there. So yeah, you get you know five seconds to rush the passer. Of course, you're going to be able you know to to get some pressures. Where's the remote? First time. I think the remote is by... I'm Here we go. Lock in, Drew. Uh, I hate when I have to do that. Dude. Keep talking. All right, I mean, this is, listen, we gave this segment the, the firm 50 minutes to believe it, it deserves, but, Joel, you went from... You got your agenda here with the 49ers. There's another agenda over there in Green Bay. Mr. Jordan Love goes up against the Kansas City Chiefs on prime time last night and outduels... The best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. And talking about Jordan Love, Airlocks donated us $5. Shout out to him. He says, Jay Love a dog. 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven and making the playoffs. Packers rookie wide receiver room is either number one or top three most fun wide receiver rooms to watch. Keep up the good work, boys. I love a good old Jordan Love supporter. And Drew, if you could pass me the remote, I could kindly change the picture. Just happened. You don't know what you're doing, bro. Give me Thank just... you, Mister. He just did it. Oh, okay. Now, when it comes to Jordan Love, 
we all know that he just had an exceptional exceptional performance versus the Chiefs. 267 yards, three touchdowns, 118.6 passer rating. The question of the topic is, did the Packers find their franchise quarterback in Jordan Love? And, you know, I thought about this topic, and I told you two gentlemen on Finish Reaction Show that I got something special for you guys on this show. And that's something special. I already know what it is. Yep. Man. I knew it. <laughs> it's time it. for us to apologize to Jordan Love. My three co-hosts have apologize? been rude to right. Jordan Love. I've been rude. The Jordan Love apology form, reasons for behavior. All right, let's see this. I'll give one of you, Drew, your first off. Why am I the first one? Just hold the paper. <laughs> your first off. Why, why am I the first one? Sport. Your first off, check a box, and okay. I got you with the pen as well. Okay. You should have grabbed this for Purdy. I'll be honest. Oh, man. I should have grabbed this for Jalen Hurts last year. Yeah, this is shit. Right there's the pen. I should have grabbed this for Tua. You had, you had your black book. You got yeah, your, your black book was... I didn't oh, get my licks. All-time great moment. Reasons great moment. for behavior. I called him a joke. Wow, this guy was really specific. Okay. <laughs> he wrote down what we said probably specifically. Uh-huh. I thought he wasn't good. Does that apply to you, Drew? Um... Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I judge them off of training camp throws. Okay. That's does fine. that apply to you, Drew? That does. I want you to check off the box. I'm going to have to apologize for that, I guess. Okay. I thought Sam Howell was better. Oh, shit. Is this that, only for me? That was specific. Did you write you own specific I'm sorry. Ones? A lot of things you need to apologize for. I got <laughs> oh, no, you. I got you next, Mr. Dells. All right. I said he will never be a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> I'm cool with that. God. I can live with that. I can live with that. What are we apologizing for there? I thought he wasn't good. I think it applies to you too. Yeah, for sure. Mr. Dells, that yeah, applies to you. And for Riv, the only one I got here is I thought Justin Fields was better. <laughs> That's the only one. He hey, wasn't Justin that hard. Justin's been playing high, man. Justin's been playing high. One, I'll say this. Amazing form. Number two. Um, if I have to apologize when, again... I keep saying this every time we talk about this man, that I've been consistent on my evaluation. When he plays bad, I call it out. When he plays good, I call it out. Even when he was playing bad in people's eyes, I was here with you acknowledging when he played good. I will say I've said some things in the past, but as you like to say, I've been given new information. That being said, I'll sign this off the sole fact that this is a good moment. Simple as that. I will also, because I don't think he's better than Justin Fields. But you I will, still don't think he's better than Justin Fields? Nah, but I'm going to sign it for the vibes, for sure. Because I did I did call him a joke, and I did say he wasn't that good. So I got you. Out of respect. I, I appreciate that. he will that never riff. be top 10. Uh, I thought he wasn't good. Sure. Uh, what, is, what do you mean? Why, why are we checking off the, the top 10 shit? Top like, 10's nuts. You know, you don't have to check it off. I'm just saying, those are the reasons that you can check off. There are some that... They apply to you. You can check off with flying yeah. colors. There are some um, you still feel I judged him off training about. camp throws. That was, that was too specific. Fair enough. And that was four years ago, by the way. It was four years ago. Okay, I'll check it off. I also never thought I Sam Howell was that. better. So, yeah, I'm like, never. Th- Sam Howell was playing better than him. I, but I don't, I don't think it just thought in my yeah, mind. I yeah. I thought yes, I thought, you did. No, you no, no, don't, don't let him get away with this, Joel. Howell? Fields, Fields. I'll put hand up, maybe. I will. I was because I was never right. sold. No, no, no. You're cooked. You're cooked. You're cooked. You're gonna make you me go clip? back into the files. I need of your. I, I need your signature here, Riff. <laughs> I need your signature here. Um, I hereby will respect Jordan Love and will not talk down on Packers. Now, this is where it gets me. Franchise quarterback. I circled that. Now, this is where we can get into our discussion, Mister Joel. You've been tooth and nail on certain quarterbacks that have played more football than Jordan Love about them not selling you on being franchise quarterbacks. Guys like, guy we just had a whole hour discussion about Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, 
Tua Tungavailoa, more importantly to me. And I've called Jalen Hurts and Tua franchise quarterbacks, and I feel like even still you're hesitant to call Tua a franchise quarterback. Now, is it fair of me to wait for you to call my guy a franchise quarterback before I call your guy a franchise quarterback? And if you're going to say no, I'm going to rip this up and not sign it. Tua's a Dolphins franchise quarterback. <laughs> Shake my hand like a man. I like that. Growth. And here I am. Fine with this. Growth. Because I love I love leveling. With pick a side when we can level, it's fucking history. Nah, I think when we don't level, here it's we history. Go. All right. Done. Okay. I, I still think we need more than just 13 games. However, however, he's looked awesome the last three weeks. Nine touchdowns, zero INTs like you mentioned in your winners and losers. And the passes that he was making last night, this is why this is so much more significant. Like you already said, against the Chiefs defense, who's been the main reason Kansas City has been so so awesome this year. Let me get my legs up. Patrick Mahomes finally doesn't have to completely carry this team because the defense is playing at that high of a level. But Jordan was just taking what was there. And that's what you can ask in a young quarterback only. Don't try and play hero ball. Just take what the defense is giving you. And that's exactly what he did yesterday against the Kansas City Chiefs. One thing I will say, outside of just Jordan Love, it goes hand-in-hand with Christian Watson's ascension this season where the last two games, we finally see Christian Watson play some high-level football. And it sucks. And I'm interested to see how they play moving forward If how long this hamstring injury is going to linger with Christian Watson. Because coming in, we felt like that would be the duo. That was the two guys that we'd look at that would be the, the main part of this offense. Jaden Reed's been really, really, really good for them. Dontavian Wicks, you keep mentioning. That's your guy, Dontavian Wicks, no doubt about it. Romeo Dobbs has gone to the end zone a good amount of time, but I still think the X factor in this offense is Christian Watson. Outside, of course, Jordan Love, who is the quarterback, and it it all revolves around him. But the big plays are where Christian Watson thrives, and we've seen that the last two weeks, two touchdowns against the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, respect where respect is due. I've stayed consistent. I, I feel I've been consistent, and it's unfair you single me out the way that you just did, <laughs> but I am a good sport, and I am going to sign my Jordan Love apology form. Listen, I'm sorry, Drew. It's just I remember when you called him a joke in front of my face. Fucking three years ago. I, I remember Before when. Before he even played a game. And you called him a joke off a of training camp throw. It was that bad. applies to you. Joel, Joel, the training camp throw, the, 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 the video I know I'm talking about. about. I know. It's bullshit. But for that, it wasn't your sole reason. For that no, to be the sole reason, he's not a friend. That's kind of crazy. I thought Sam Howell was better. I thought that was. A good That's one still right up there. in the air. Is it? I didn't eh, check it I off. I didn't check it off. I thought he wasn't good. That was definitely That's you fine. at a certain That's part fine. of the season. That's fine. Although in the beginning of the season, he wasn't that good. True or false? That's he it. He was good. To start the season, he was. He was. He had. To start the season, he was throwing a lot of touchdowns. To start the season, he was. Then in the middle, the Raiders and the Lions game were bad games. Outside of that, I don't think he played bad against the Broncos. I don't think he played bad against the Vikings. Did I say he played bad against us? No. Did I say he played bad against the Vikings? No. So you're telling me there's only been two games of the season where Jordan Love has been bad. The Raiders, but the Raiders was bad. It was bad, but two out of the 12 games this year, he's been bad. I feel like that's not fair to just say he's not good. I agree, but again, when it's your first year starting, you just have to go based off what you're watching. If it's first year starting, I understand. That's all that it was. to say. And listen, the only reason I'm checking off, I thought he wasn't good, was because we hadn't seen it. And the one time we did see it, well, two times, was that Chiefs game where you you mentioned he had it circled on his on his calendar for a reason, and then that Philly game where he had what two was it two drives a drive, and yeah. he and he looked good. Here's why I feel so passionate about this. Oh, you I should. feel I feel so passionate about this because I don't think people understand how hard 
it is for a player to live up to a Hall of Fame quarterback standard. They drafted Jordan Love. He was scrutinized. He was labeled a bust before ever given a chance. He was labeled a waste of a pick. And his first season as a starter, the Packers prop out the youngest offense in NFL history who early on in the season had a ton of miscommunication issues, but it was all blamed on Jordan Love. That's why I feel so passionate about this. Any other quarterback that has receivers, a ton of receivers that haven't proven themselves, that has an offensive line that can't run block, that doesn't have a running game, there would be a bunch of excuses for them. But because it was Jordan Love and because it's its fourth season and it's because we expect him to be already great from day one because he had time to sit. He didn't get that same leeway that other guys got. He didn't get that same excuse card of the situation wasn't all the way good around him. And now when he's playing fantastic and Matt LaFleur's coaching great, the weapons are playing better, the offensive line is playing awesome, he is still the biggest reason why they're having success offensively and the Packers right now are not where they are if Jordan Love is not playing great football. Most definitely. I know all too well as a Jets fan that you can have everything around a quarterback. If the quarterback is not that good, then you're going to waste two to three years of your franchise. Jordan Love, he had two games that were bad, but now he's proven to be a great up-and-coming quarterback. And I think right now, if I'm ranking him, he's a top 15 quarterback. And if you tell me right now, Gun to my head. Are you choosing Jared Goff for Jordan Love long-term? I would choose Jordan Love for the upside. That makes sense. I would choose Jordan Love, I think, right now in the Anthony NFC. Anthony Richardson, Jordan Love, long-term. I'm going with Jordan Love. Mm. I'm going with Jordan was, Love. He was your QB1. That's the only reason I ask. I'm not saying this to try and, like, get you or anything. I, I know. understand I'm you like both Jordan of those Love. guys. Mm -hmm. Jordan Love, what he's shown me, Anthony Richardson still has to do that. But I think right now, when you look at the NFC quarterbacks, you got Dak Prescott, you have Jalen Hurts, you have Brock Purdy. I might be missing somebody. Matthew Stafford, number four. Kyler, yeah. You got Kyler. Really, Jordan Love could be a top six, top seven quarterback in the NFC. And if you're asking me, Kyler or Jordan Love, I still respect what Kyler Murray's done, but it's not crazy to say that you would take the high-end traits with Jordan Love and what he's shown he these past couple of weeks. Now he does. the same age. And I tried, to, and yeah. I tried to wean out the, the game after... I, I went from the game after the Raiders from on, so from that game versus the Broncos on. We're talking about Jordan Love, who's been top five in EPA plus completion percentage over expected. We're talking about top five in adjusted EPA over, uh, excuse me, adjusted EPA per play. Top three in EPA per play. In terms of success rate, uh, he's top eight in completion percentage, which has really been the one thing that has been kind of holding him back. He... He still is at a respectable 68% from then on, which is drastically better than what his, his raw number are at this point in time. So credit to Jordan Love. Again, he's gotten better as the weeks have gone on, and it's been evident, more importantly, in these last three weeks and against the Kansas City Chiefs. I appreciate you guys for signing the Jordan Love apology form. It really means a lot to me because I've been waiting three years for Jordan Love to play quarterback in the NFL. And I'm finally it. glad this came. And you know Can't what? For it it was low-key at the same day that I got the same statement that, Tua Tagovailoa is the Dolphins franchise quarterback. This is a, this is a it's a huge day. day. December 4th, 2023. It's a huge day. 2022, this season, Jordan Love, 12th in yards, tied 5th for touchdowns, 11th in big time throws, 29th out of 40 quarterbacks in turnover-worthy percentage plays at 2.5%, 15 in QBR, 10th in EPA, and he's projected to finish this season with 
4,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions, and a playoff appearance on top of that. These Jordan Love apology forms will be available via Twitter. You guys can go get them. I'll post it, <laughs> I'll post it uh, today, and you yeah. guys can sign it for yourself because these fine young gentlemen, they signed it, and it, makes, it brings a smile to my face. It really does. Talking about bright futures, because the Packers, I think we can all agree, have a bright future, especially when they're led by Mr. Number 10, Jordan Love. Is there a team with a brighter future than the Houston Texans moving forward? And I guess before we answer this question, we can kind of dim down the list of teams that we're classifying as teams with bright futures. Okay. Yeah, so I'm thinking of, like, the teams that are already contenders, right? Like, So I'm throwing out, like, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Niners. Like, they're here now. They have bright futures. So I'm thinking of younger teams, Colts, right? Thinking sure. about the Colts. I'm thinking about are the Jaguars in that conversation? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Jaguars in that conversation. Basically, a whole division except the Titans. Chicago Bears, who are going to have two top five picks potentially this Look, year with some cap space. I got a hot take. I got a reaction. What's up? Oh, later, later, later. Oh, later. Okay. Um, who else? Those were really the three names that I had, or three teams I had. Um, was there? Was there any other? Because Atlanta, Panthers, do you do we Atlanta, think Atlanta could be in that not. conversation? They don't have quarterback figured out, and they, they do have coach figured they out. do have B. John Pitts, Drake London. I think Jesse Bates is still on the young side. I'll still AJ Terrell is still young. I would still count the Falcons as young because they still are missing their most important piece, which is quarterback. Carolina. But they're ass. But of course, they have no their, yeah. their future's not bright though. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, I'm just naming teams that. I think Atlanta's future is bright. They're just a quarterback that can throw the ball on a consistent basis away. It's hard to get that because they're going to be yeah. they're competing for the division. They're at, they're in first place right now, so their pick does if young, it stands is in the twenties. Does young only teams. mean that your quarterback's young? Because you look at this core on the offense, it is relatively young. Yes. But let's say the Falcons even Desmond he asked me he young. But I only say that with the idea. Let's say the Falcons go and, and are aggressive at Kirk Cousins. We're not calling them young because they have Kirk Cousins, correct? But even though Bijan is still in his rookie season, Kyle Drake Pitts London year two, Kyle Pitts in year three, four, three, yeah. one of the two. So you look at the team, and the majority of it is still young. The core of it's young. I, feel I would consider them young. I still would too. That makes sense. I only have three teams as teams with the brightest future. Agreed. Young one. Mm-hmm. The Texans, of course, we're going to talk about them. The Colts, because Anthony Richardson's coming back, and the Packers. Outside of that, no Jags. Okay, I think you have to put the Jags. The up there. Jaguars are a team with a that I feel confident because of Trevor Lawrence, but they sold out last offseason in free agency, and they're not going to have much cap space moving forward to improve this roster. And Trevor Lawrence's contract is coming up, so that worries me about the Jaguars' trajectory when we're talking about their future because they're going to have to really nail their draft picks going forward to surround Trevor Lawrence with talent. To be fair, though, the Packers are also going to have to pay Jordan Love in a, a year, basically, and they're really not known for acquiring free agents. They do a lot of it's homegrown, it's draft development, so they'll also have to hit on their draft. Let's picks. lock in on the Texans and the Colts. Okay. Like, let's really, let's dive let's in, in deep into the, you know, let's, let's, shout out to Green Bay. You know, we we gave you the apology. We, you know, I know you about to cry and shit because you're feeling <laughs> all, you know what I'm saying? But Don't let's lock right. in because this is the division I feel like that can become one of the best divisions. It's arguably been right now a top three division in nah, football. This so this is the vision that I think we can talk about because this is the vision that could potentially be the best division in football. We have AR who, unfortunately, we didn't get to see him a lot this year. But what we have seen is inconsistent but electric. You know what I'm saying? Then with C.J. Stroud, he's been undoubtedly the best rookie quarterback in the league, arguably a top 15 quarterback right now as a rookie. 
And then, of course, Trevor Lawrence. But just Houston Colts, they cut Shaq Leonard. They had the situation with Jonathan Taylor at the beginning of the year. He's He came back. Zach Moss was doing his thing. Michael Pittman Jr., Josh Downs, they've been good. EJ Speed has actually been pretty solid. I had yeah. to look up some numbers. He's He's been a beast. You know, I've been doing my thing. Alec Kenny Moore. Alec Pierce been cooking his Kenny Moore is too. a photographer, too, on the side. I saw that. Shit is dope. For um, the Pacers, right? Yes. So shit is uh, dope. But Colts, Houston. Houston, I think... They got D'Amico, Colts got Shane Steichen. So it's like this is like the real conversation because I feel like these two teams have the coach. They have the quarterback, the young quarterback. But I think – and they also have the young wide receiver core. Like Pittman and Downs are young. You know what I'm saying? Tank Dell, Nico Collins, they're young. And they also have Dalton Schultz. You know, so I think on the defensive side – I think I would lean Houston a little bit. I think they have more young talent. You Most got definitely. Stingley, you got oh, Anderson, Anderson, you got Greenwood, like you got, Petrie yeah, is you got like, one. and they got a they got a nice little vets too. They got um, Nelson, they got Jimmy Ward, so they got some vets out there too. And I think Houston's gonna have some money. Rankins, that's another one that's been playing. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And, I, and Blake uh, Cashman, right? Cashman, no, I think Cashman, yes, one yes. of the better line. And, and I think they're gonna have some money this offseason. Look at season. us learning defense, man. I'm proud of us. We put they, our work they, in. Oh, you're cutting me off. And you, you get upset when I do it. Just, <laughs> hurry, just up. Oh, hurry, hurry up. Now, hurry up. This guy, is, uh, he's yeah. a bit of an R, but we'll, we'll continue to, you know what I'm saying? But um, they, they're going to have some cap. They don't have all their picks, but they'll have some picks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, for me personally, and, and what we've seen from CJ Stroud, I don't think you can go any other way but Houston. I think AR, the potential is booming, but, you know, being injured your first year gives a little bit of concern, you know, but I think they do have the talent. You know, in, in the Colts, they have been – Trending in the wrong direction in terms of GMs, but this shit, like, going in that draft, picking up AR, and then the way they got Shane Steichen, the way they've been outperforming, you know, he's up there for coach of the year. Same thing in Houston, but I, I think I'd lean Houston just because talent on both sides of the ball are young, plus they have a mixture of veterans, and I love D'Amico Ryan's aggressiveness as a coach, his leadership qualities. So I would lean Houston, but, you know, the Colts are right there. I wish we got to see more of AR because sure. I like yes. I like Steichen more than D'Amico Ryan's, like the offensive minds, and, you know, Bobby Slowick's done a tremendous job, but we've seen, just talking about the Eagles, you know, when you have that great offensive mind, you could have a great team, and you could still see regression when that coordinator leaves. So if Bobby Slowick's able to continue to do this, probably it might all have to be one more year until he gets head coaching and interviews. Who knows? Maybe at the end of this season, he could be a candidate there too. But when I look at the Texans, right, there's a lot of things that stick out that you need to be a, a really good team in the NFL. You have a franchise quarterback. They have that. You have a franchise left tackle. They have that. You need to have weapons offensively. Nico Collins and Tank Dell Obviously, you no know, prayers to Tank Dell. Uh, you know, had that what, broke his fibula, right? Yes. Um, so he's gonna be out for the season. But one of the most electric rookies we've seen in, in the last few years, and Nico Collins, thirty-year breakout, being that big body wide receiver, have a nice combination of both size and speed on this team. Then you have a corner in Derek Stingley, who has been banged up his first couple of years in the league. But when he's been on the field, he's been able to show, especially this year, that he could be, you know, one of the better corners in oh, the yeah. NFL. Four interceptions in the last three games. He's been he's been balling a ball hawk. That was, you know, kind of his thing coming out of, kind of uh, LSU, too. So I think the only other team that, you know, the Colts are in there and they have to hit on these guys because I'm looking at Chicago. You need a hit on quarterback. You need a hit on head coach. Crying. But they're going to have a chance to potentially have Caleb Williams, who, listen, I love Caleb as much as the next guy. No way you could say he's even better than CJ Stroud the way Stroud's playing this year, right? So they already hit on quarterback. They need to hit on quarterback, and you need to they hit on head on coach. Quarterback. That's why the Texans have no, that no, edge. Chicago, huh? Hmm? Oh, yeah. unless you're going with Justin Fields, which you I wouldn't, me, bro. They I wouldn't hit call that a hit just yet. 
Um, but Come on, Dell, stay with me. Stay with me with something, man. I, I'm seeing CJ Stroud like three games <laughs> into his NFL career go crazy. No, I'm waiting on fields year yeah, four. Yeah, CJ's better, um, of course. But no, I think if Chicago is able to hit on those positions, they're going to have cap space. They're going to have draft picks for the future. DJ Morris turned into he's going to have his best career year ever with Justin Fields. So I do think Chicago's in this conversation as well. It's just historically they have not shown the ability to get really head coach or quarterback right in a long time. But I'm looking at this Texans team. They don't have their first-round pick this year um, because they traded to get Will Anderson, which was a questionable move at the time. We look at it now, it's like home run move. Will Anderson is going to be one of the best edge rushers in the NFL for a long time. But they do have the Browns' first-round pick. And the Browns' pick could end up being higher than the Texans' pick this year. They have a second, a third, two, fourths, $85 million in cap space to use a lot on that defense because that defense still needs work. But I do think if D'Amico Ryans is able to get the talent very similar to Robert Sala in year two, I think he's able to turn around this defense and make it into one of the better units. In the but NFL. I don't think they need to go crazy on offense. Like I really, maybe you can get one the more line receiver. The receiver, uh, yeah, running I, back because Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce is, are not the answer. Yeah, I think they can go draft, but I think the money should be spent mostly on the defense for sure. You know, defense. Sneakily, I keep trying to bring this up. Has been pretty good since week seven. It can be better, though. In terms of EPA per play, we're talking about a top five defense since week seven. I understand that talent-wise is definitely not the most intriguing, but people were very critical on that Montez Sweat deal. He's been playing some good football for them. I was talking about the Texans, by the way. Oh, I apologize. I thought you were talking about the Bears. Uh, But, yeah, no doubt about it. Texans definitely could use some some extra assistance there, but the way that they just played against the Denver Broncos definitely leaves you a little bit more optimistic about them. Derek Stingley, Will Anderson, the two of them wreaked havoc against my Broncos yesterday. So credit to them, no doubt. And I'm with you. They definitely could use some more pieces on that defense. But talking about the Bears, definitely in this conversation for me, when it comes to head coach next season, I don't think Iberflus will be here. Jim Harbaugh is a legitimate candidate for this job. Obviously, we know what he can do on the professional level. And when you have a potential number one pick, which it's seeming as if they're going to have the number one overall pick because the Panthers are poverty right now. And with their own pick, we're looking at around, it could be four to to seven at that point in time, depending on how they finish the season. So you're going to probably get a quarterback. If you don't think that they're in the position to trade for or to draft Caleb Williams or Drake May number one overall, let's say the Bears do trade number one overall pick again. Think about the haul that they would get for Caleb Williams the Holy and or Drake. Bryce. <laughs> you got an insane haul for oh Bryce. Bringing another player. But you Jettis. could get another haul for... Uh, Jettas would be insane. We're here. But, that would be one insane. Jettis, I Jesus. keep saying it, baby. Come <laughs> but, on. But one thing you could use to, to boast up Justin Fields are the numbers that DJ Moore has with him in the lineup and with him without. Now, you also are going from a Justin Fields to a Tyson Badgett. But then there were also people trying to gas up Tyson Badgen a little bit in his time on the field, which I never understood ever. But you have such a good position for the future that you can build on going into next season. You mentioned the cap space that they do have. To me, the Bears need to be in this conversation. But to me, number one has to be the Houston Texans if we're not going to include the Jacksonville Jaguars. C.J. Stroud, to be in a conversation with top 10 guys in year one just does not even happen at all. Even when Herbert was a Rookie of the Year candidate, we didn't have him in top 10 discussions immediately. But C.J. Stroud has legitimately been one of the best quarterbacks this season. He already shows complete poise in a pocket that sometimes it takes quarterback years to develop. He has it off rip. And so that's why I look at the Texans, I look at D'Amico Ryans, and I I just see the way that they're handling business this season. That offense is just amazing already in year one. I got to lean Houston. 
But Colts, it's going to be dependent on how they progress as a defense because offensively, Shane Steichen has things under wraps. You need pieces on that defense to continue to to elevate your team. But you're right, Riv. This division can quickly become the best division in football. What a plot twist it would be if Jim Harbaugh gets the Bears' job and drafts uh, JJ McCarthy number one. Oh God, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> he would. Not. I don't think he would do that. I love JJ, but at the same time, now. Nah, or what if he trades back? My head to a wall. What if he, he trades that. back and then with the pick he trades back with he drafts JJ McCarthy? I think without a doubt the Bears' intention will be to probably get a Marvin Harrison. I, I think that that would be the hope to pair but Marvin with the DJ Moore. So what I've been because I've been on my uh, locked in on my Bears news and shit lately. They are very interested in keeping Fields. And Fields has been playing well, you know, but Caleb has been um, propped up. Like, it, it'd be wild if Caleb didn't go one with the way he's been propped up over the last two or three years. Like, it'd be insane. Let me ask you, I'll ask the entire panel. Marvin Harrison goes number one overall to the Chicago Bears. Good or bad? I just think about the haul you could get of draft picks for that number one pick. You could set yourself the, up with the, so many first round picks with so many starters, like star level players. I just, legitimately you I just could don't get think with first round picks. Marvin falls past Arizona. Like it depends He'll on what's too. Three. We're talking about number one. We're, no, I'm we're saying, basically like, saying, would you if, rather draft Marvin number one if you're Chicago or trade yeah, back and get? No, the I'm assets. saying, but if you if you trade back, there's a chance whoever's at two needs Marvin. Like, say, for example, Patriots well, are at two. Right, so, Patriots, if Patriots so they get at two, Mar- then you Drake trade man. it. But if a team like Arizona's at two, you, he's, Marvin's not going past Arizona. That's fair. I don't think it's a bad move by the Bears, but they have to be 100% sold on Justin Fields. I, I don't think Justin Fields is terrible. If I were to rank him, I think he's a top 20 starting level quarterback right now. But he's fringe somewhere. there. He, he is like the... 18th, 17th around If you look there, at the bottom 10 quarterbacks in the league this year, it's dog shit quarterbacks. But then if you <laughs> if you tell me Marvin Harrison Jr. now goes to the Bears and an offensive coach is now on this team and Justin Fields has two high-level weapons and an offensive-minded coach and a better offensive line in a running game, then we can see a big-time leap from him coming. But they have to pay him pretty soon. And yeah, I think that's the years. major thing. It And... The most valuable thing in the NFL is having a rookie, rookie. A rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. Yep. And if the Bears have a chance to draft Caleb or draft a rookie quarterback that is going to be great on a rookie deal, you always have to take that chance, no matter who you are. I'm with y'all. Yeah, for sure. I'd keep him, but you know how I feel yeah. and shit. That's or send him to Atlanta. I think the Texans have the brightest future. Uh, Dell's mentioned it. They have everything figured out. Quarterback is figured out, C.J. Shroud. He leads the NFL in passing yards right now. The last time a rookie quarterback has done that was in 1939. Nico Collins, he's it? a great wide receiver. Hmm? Who was it? I have no idea. <laughs> Tank Dell is an, an up-and-coming star, even though he got hurt. He's out for the season now. They have one of the best offensive and defensive coaching combos in D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slowick. Will Anderson, franchise edge rusher. Derek Stingley, franchise corner. And this game is winning in a variety of different ways. They have four wins this year where they've scored 30-plus points. They have three wins this year when they've held their opponents to under 17 points, which means that they can win with offense, they can win with defense, they can win in any which way. And I think that's what makes their future even more brighter. And they have $100 million in expected cap space this offseason. So you have all these key pillar positions figured out. And with that cap space, you can get even better that defense can now take a leap you can add a wide receiver so i think the most talented team is the texans second for me would be the packers i think the packers with having jordan love in my opinion figured out already at quarterback that defense has a ton of first round picks on it they have eight 
first round picks that they own in this upcoming draft, they have three compensatory ones. So that's 11 total. If they draft really well, which Brian Kudinkas has done in the past and they develop well, then we could be looking at the Packers as the next young breakout team. And, you know, this year they can make the playoffs. And next year, I think they're going to be vying for the division. So I, I think the Packers are their next breakout young team in the NFL, along with the Texans. Especially when the Packers can sign Jordan Love to an extension on a very friendly deal. Mm -hmm. He can ball out this year and, and ask for his deserved money, but it's not going to be anything crazy because, again, it's only been one year. Uh, I believe they do have him signed on for next year. Yes. But regards to that, you know that the contract situation is going to come up soon. But it, it depends. If he goes crazy, crazy next year, he could be looking for some serious money. But at the same time, uh, I think the Packers are definitely in a great situation right now. They have youth on their side, which is always a bonus. And history, it seems to repeat itself with the Green Bay Packers. Moving on from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. In year four, we see Aaron Rodgers play the way that he does. And uh, what was it the year after that? He goes and he comp and competes for a Super Bowl. He also did have his best defense as a Green Bay Packer that year as well. Kind of went downhill from there, unfortunately. But here we are now with the Green Bay Packers. When you move on from Aaron Rodgers to a Jordan Love, you see the 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 youth that they have in the offense. But on the defensive side of the ball, right now they're playing with Jair. They're playing without Jair Alexander, who's supposed to be their premier corner, who is the a premier corner in the National Football League. And right now they're still playing high level football without him. You see what Rashawn Gary's been doing. You mentioned it yesterday on the Fantasy Reaction Show. This defense has a lot of talent on it, and they're playing. They're missing some guys still without him. So. I, I like the upside of the Green Bay Packers, no doubt about it, but it is going to be interesting to see how well Jordan Love plays, not just to end this year, but next year as well, because if he plays crazy, then financially things get a little bit hectic for Green Bay quickly. Jeremy Early goes, when my Ravens beat the 49ers in two weeks, will y'all finally start respecting the Ravens and mm -hmm. Lamar because he's getting a chip chip this year. You better book it. The thing is, we haven't had the Ravens lower than four yeah, in our power rankings. Number one team I was going to say, we've had them for number one for multiple weeks earlier in the We year. respect the Ravens. at this. Not everybody, but three out of the four here respect the Ravens at this table. What do you mean? Are you singling me out? 100%. I, a, I thought I was being singled out. I, don't, I thought it was I don't I don't know. You, your jokes Lamar. about Lamar. Yeah, nuts. Facts, facts, facts. I will say I like Lamar Jackson. It's just also, but when we have conversations about you can't trust two in the playoffs, right? Or you feel like I understand know, that point. That's the you, only reason just, why I had to get a little other toxic. people. No arm, Lamar. Come on, Lamar. Mm. You know, it's been it's gross. Some nasty it's things going gross. on. Yeah, and I understand some why of the most doing. turnovers in the fourth quarter. You're very picky on him. I get right. why. I wonder why. No, I mean, this. Year, I know why. There's no wonder. This this year, what have I said about Lamar Jackson coming into the year? He's going to have his best passing season of his career. I had the Ravens being 11 and six this year. You like to you throw out that hater label without having a lot of facts. Mr. Should have had them win the division, bro. Like me. <laughs> no, you're undoubtedly because a Because Joe, yeah. Joe Burrow doesn't get Shame injured. Man. 14 I mean, wins. talking about the Bengals. I mean, yes, they would have. You know forget. what? That's funny. And if Lamar Jackson doesn't get hurt last year and the year before that, we're talking about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So you're telling me that or when, if Tyler Huntley doesn't dive in like this, you know, then the so Bengals don't go far. Well, Lamar's hurt. The Bengals win when... Joe Burrow's hurt. The Ravens win. It's kind of a little bit of flip. You know, next year when both are healthy, hopefully, Joe Burrow's going to I hope we do get, But the difference is uh, the Ravens still contend for playoff spots when Lamar's out. Uh, the pack, uh, the Bengals without well, Lamar. Usually or the, excuse me, the Bengals the without Ravens Joe Burrow. Like eight and three in Lamar. So you're telling hurt. me Joe Burrow's <laughs> no, elevating facts. a It's a always that team. number. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that, my friend. I know Joe Burrow's elevating the worst team. He's that, he's that good. Aiden Ramirez goes, how's it going, fellas? To help cope with the Chargers not being good, for the foreseeable future, give me your Herbert Trey destination. Yes. Detroit. 
I think it has Harvard to be. trade destinations? Good Lord. Trade, it'll be one of the craziest packages we ever see. He's not getting traded. Yeah, if he not. did, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit picks. Atlanta. And you shouldn't um, want him to get traded either. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. If you trade Justin Herbert, understand. I trade him in Madden all the You time. are not seeing anywhere near a championship for God knows You might not long. see a championship with him. Mm. Uh, get, him get him a coach that knows what he's doing. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> goes to the Chargers. I throw up. Uh, that'd be that'd be a good I move throw for them. And, and Bill Belichick goes to the Chargers. I throw up. Nick Perez goes. Joel, it is Jalen Hurts hate is getting ridiculous. It was average good. five tweets uh, a minute on Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Joel, whatever you're smoking, I needed that. <laughs> yeah, for real, I need that too. <laughs> this is some good shit, some chronic. <laughs> Actually, I've been sober for a while now. I haven't smoked in a, in a while. Really? These are very time. sober thoughts. I, I feel actually the best that I felt in a very I long so hate time. I that for you. I really do. I, I felt the best I felt. You know, the Eagles. You guys want to hear updates on my bet? Yes. Are you winning? Oh, I, man, I'm looking fucking great. So, on the first bet, Jalen Brown had six rebounds. So, we're here. How many and points does he have, more importantly? It's not important right now. Come on. Just give me a second. Can I just talk to you? And then uh, Halle Burton and Fox were supposed to combine for six threes. Halle has three. So I just need him to get one more. All right. Fox can give me two. And then my other bet, Heald and Jalen Brown are selling. They have one three combined. I need five more. But Bruce Brown has three steals. Jalen Brown only has one three. And no, he doesn't. I thought that's what you just said. No, buddy, they both have combined one three. Uh, I need four more. Mm. Not ideal. Then Celtics decided not hit threes today. So I hate to see it. This week in the NFL. I have a crazy stat. The fewest points allowed since week nine. You son of a bitch. The Patriots at 46 no points allowed since week nine. He decides to talk about them, really. I'm, I'm floored. They uh-huh. are 0-4 in those games where they have virtually not allowed offenses to score. The 49ers have allowed 49 points since week nine. They're 4-0. The Dolphins have allowed 62. They're 3-1. The Ravens have allowed 66. They're 30. They're three and one. The Colts have allowed 67. They're four and zero. The Patriots have allowed the least amount of points of any of these teams, and, and they're zero and four because their offense is abysmal. Now I'll just backpack off that because hey, great minds think alike. That was also my this week in the NFL. Bill Belichick's doing his job for all those that have been very vocal and critical of Bill Belichick. His main focus, obviously, is supposed to be everything. He's also the general manager of the team. But really what his specialty is, is defense. And what he's been doing on the defensive side of the ball since week nine has been nothing short of fantastic. That offense is historically bad. Because for that to be the case and him to be or have in his possession one of the better defenses in football, at least by the numbers, and the offense be as terrible as it is, I, let's just give a little bit of uh, leeway to, to Bill Belichick, where at the same time, I understand he's a general manager. He makes those decisions on the personnel on the offense and, and who is also coaching up the offense. But again, his specialty has always been defense, and it's being put forth that he is obviously the coach of one of the better defenses. That doesn't get enough love. Do you have a would you rather if I have one if you don't? I do. Um, okay. Rams wide You floored me. You usually have like three. This week in the NFL? Yeah. No, no, no. I skimmed that. some shit. I, I had to make the apology for And guys, let's also stop because I also interrupted Riv, so I'd like to give him the floor. Again, it's your third time. Uh, again, I just apologize, so take it or leave it. It's up to you. I always take it, buddy. Uh, wow. Rams wide receiver Puka Nakua had an AC joint sprain. Um, that was pretty much going to be because I was watching the Browns game. Uh, but Sean McVay said he's hopeful that he plays this week, and uh, that probably goes into my overreaction, but I have another one, so I'm just going to say that one. 
right now. I think Puka Nakua is better than Cooper Cup. I'm not even going to say any cap to you guys. I uh, watching the games. I think he is better player than Cooper Cup right now. I think he's the best wide receiver on the Rams. I think he's been the best wide receiver in the Rams this season. And I think Cooper Cup's injury has kind of, you know, hindered him a little bit. He's been playing well. But I think Puka Nuku is Stafford's favorite target. He's his best target. And I think he's the best wide receiver on the Rams. I'll say this. Call me off guard. I love Puka Nakua and the production that he's put forward this season. I, I'm sorry. I can't say he's better than Cooper Cup. Not just yet. It's a good uh, thing I did. Puka Nakua has been pretty awesome. But Cooper Cup, we understand when he's at 100, he's in a class that I don't know if Puka Nakua can get to. Although, the, for a rookie season, he's doing something that we've only seen, what, Randy Moss, Jettas, Jamar Chase, those three. That That's the type of elite group that he's in. So, Riv, I understand your thought process. That being said. Cooper Cup put together the best wide receiver season we've ever seen. Was that two and years the, ago? And the year after that, he kept the same pace until his injury. This year, he came back from, from his injury and had back-to-back great games and then hasn't been the same since. So, again, there, there's, there, there is merit. But with Cooper Cup back in the lineup, we have seen Puka Nakua be a little bit inconsistent as well. Had the bomb play yesterday for, what was it, 70, 75 70 yards? 70 buckos. Yeah, he, he, he definitely is a special player. I do believe that, but... To put him over Cooper Cup right now, it's definitely an overreaction. For sure. Who's your would you rather? I don't have it this week. Oh, I thought you said you he just did. Said say, you did. He did say it, yes. I have a would you rather. It's okay. Wait, 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 wait. I did it last week. You no, did. I know, but I just asked her. I said, do you have a would you rather? So you said, yeah. Oh, you said, do you have it this week in the NFL? I thought that's why I said that. he said would you rather. That's why I got one this week. I thought we were doing this week in the NFL. We are, we are. Yeah, but we always do a would you rather. I'm sorry. I did two last week. I thought, you have one. You put in your work. I just wanted to make sure, because I didn't want to do two. I could have saved this for another week. Okay, why don't you get the fucker, the guy over here to do something? I did it with the Tank Dell, and that video did well, so. Oh, now we're, we're, now we're comparing videos? Cool. No, that's what I'm saying. I didn't <laughs> no, 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 we're, no, we're a team here. No, no, no. We are a team here. No, he said, he, what'd he say? He said, you said, do, do, do something. And you I said, did. you had to add that at the end. Oh, my video did well. Well, you tried to, you tried to tell me to do my job. Got it, got it. I'm going to go check the videos that I did, see how they did, and we'll compare. Did very well. No, don't, don't give me that. None of that. All right, would you rather this week? So the Heisman finalist just got announced. One of the names, Marvin Harrison Jr. So this week, would you rather Marvin Harrison oh, Jr. edition? We're doing I got, it again. I got some spicy <laughs> names. I'm not going to throw out there some Alan Lazard or nothing. I got some real-life top 15 type receivers on this list. First up, Jalen Waddle. Marvin Harrison Jr. This is going to get nasty again. Give me Marvin Harrison. Here, Marvin here is, the, here is different. a little conversation. Jalen Waddle is different, too. When it comes to... Skill position players, we've seen them be able to put up some great, some great. They can seasons. translate a little easier. It's possible. Yeah. Um, I like Jalen. Jalen Waddle. I mean, we're talking about a one of one prospect for Marvin Harrison. <laughs> I, Bro, he's bigger. He's stronger. He's a better prospect than Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase was an insane prospect. Marvin as well. is huge. He's he's fast, bro. He's route running his speed. What they call him? What they call him at Ohio State? Um, uh, what's his nickname? The the guy. What is he? Are you going to give your answers also, Joel? Oh, yeah, I'll give one. That was you watch football. What did they call Marvin Harrison, his, Ohio State? His nickname? Honda Court or Maserati Marv. Oh, facts, facts, facts. Tough. So fire. Um, He's he, better than Waddle. Let's put a little preface on this, too. Jalen Waddle also did break the record for most receptions by a rookie. This is, I hate that you Shout just Shout out said to the this. screen game, man. I was going to say, bro, the A dot that you were like eight. <laughs> Shout out to the screen <laughs> game. That's why you give players time to develop, right? That's why you do that? Uh, oh, okay. What do you say? Says shout out to the screen game. That's why uh, you give players time to develop. So who are you picking, buddy? Damn. 
You always take uh, This is tough, bro. It's not, bro. I'm not Oh, no, it's not tough it's, because Jalen Waddle didn't put together a historic rookie season. I agree. Marvin can do the same thing. Depends on what team he goes it to. It really doesn't. I'll go Marvin. I'll also go Marvin. Smitty. You fucked me. I'm going with Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, no. But I Smitty's another one. He you talk about somebody coming out of college. He really broke records. Yep. But I give me give me Marvin Harris. I'm gonna go Marvin. Go Marvin too. Brandon Ayuk. Give me Marvin. I'm going Brandon Ayuk. I am. <laughs> Ayuk's been elite. I get it. He's been His amazing running this is year. Top three names. Maserati Marv. Give me Maserati Marv. It's bro. not it's not it's not easy for me, but I'm going with Ayuk. Let me ask you a question. Who's better, Jamar Chase or Brandon Ayuk? Right now, who's playing better? It's Brandon. No, he asked who's better. I asked who's better. Jamar Chase at his best is better than Ayuk. Okay, but it's not far off. I it's really that. not. I need that. Marvin Harrison. Ooh, I don't it's, know. I think I think it's a comfortable, comfortable match. Ayuk is getting he's getting into that league. I think too. I would slightly lean Ayuk here, but it's close. Um, Michael Pittman, Marvin Maserati. Harrison Jr. Michael Pittman is underrated. I, I like, like Michael, Michael Pittman's upside. Garrett Wilson, Maserati. I'll be honest, unless you're like a tough five guy, I'm really not trying to take you over, Marv. Mm. Garrett Wilson's pretty amazing. Garrett Wilson's my guy. I'm going with Garrett Wilson. Did you take Pittman over Marv? No. Oh, okay. Um, he said that like so ashamed <laughs> that he would even assume you did. <laughs> did you take a thousand yard receiver over Marv? Um, mm, I'll go Garrett Wilson. Cooper Cup. Marvin Harrison Jr. At this point in time. Damn, you said that quickly. Listen, at this point, Cooper Cup is suffering injuries. Is he going to be the same going forward? I mean, I'm going Give Marvin. Give me Maserati Marv. I'm going to respect Cooper Cup. DJ Moore. Fuck you, gals. <laughs> I'm going with Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm going Marvin too. You know me. I got to stay loyal to my guys. Now, nah, give me Maserati. Like, I think if... If the Bears drafted Marvin Harrison Jr., he'll be number one. We're looking at that receiver room like, yo, Marvin should be better than DJ Moore, even though Moore is great. I'm going with Marvin. Chris Olave. Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm going with Marvin. Maserati. Last one, Keenan Allen. Marvin Harrison Marvin, Jr. Marvin, Keenan's up there in age. Marvin Harris. Uh, all right, here, here's the way that I'll see it, because Keenan is also towards the back end of his career. He is. It's not Can a Marvin Harrison have as good of a career as a Keenan Allen? Yes. You yes. have to respect the legend. Keenan's been banged up to a lot of his uh, years. Not going to lie, we basically put Marvin in the top 10 as a rookie. We're yeah. here. I'm going to take Keenan <laughs> Is Allen. that crazy, about, though? I got an in for y'all. Would you rather Marvin Harrison Jr. or Mike Evans? At this point, again, Mike it's, Evans, it's, 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 I'm going with Mike Evans. It's the same conversation that I was just trying to have with Keenan. I feel like he Mike just Evans put together a Hall of Fame resume, ten straight seasons of a thousand receiving yards, to, from start to finish. He's had a thousand yards every season. Got to respect Mike. I'm just I, I respect Mike, but Mike's up there in age. I'm, I'm taking Marv again. But and Mike Evans is still getting open at one of the highest rates. Yeah, in the league. I, I would it's take Marv. Though. Will Marv get to Mike Evans' heights? He can That's reach his peak. You, you think Keenan Allen is as good as Mike Evans? As good this season? Yeah, you could say that. You think so? For sure. Keenan Allen amazing this year. Mike Evans has been Mike a really Here's Mike's the thing. They have two sure. different sty styles, uh, styles yeah. of play. And when it comes to route running, Mike isn't on Keenan's level. When it comes to over-the-top ability, Keenan's not on Mike's level. On Like, underneath intermediate routes, sure. But, like, deep routes, post-route, nine routes. Well, that's... That's what, that's what he said. Yeah. I mean, Mike Evans is a is better route running in those areas, and he has more explosiveness. Better route running, uh, it's tough. Again, like at six four, my, no six five. He's six five. Mike Evans at six five right now is moving the best he's moved in his career. Like he, am I? Am I? No, am I, was I, just, I was just laughing. You're like, wow, six five. You just kind of. I'm missed. so like not moving. Give me Maserati. He's just so big. Yeah, it's won't. <laughs> wait, what? I was like Mark too. Wait, what, what, why'd you say it like that? Like you Mike smiled. Evans? And said, he's so big. Because like, I see Baker just throw it up to him. He can go up there and grab it. Touchdown. Wow. Okay. 
Bro's 30 out I guess there. he's a Mike Evans merchant. Maserati Marv can come into the league and Baker's have a Mike Evans merchant? Sure. I'm just joking. He can be. Listen, his first Mike year. Evans has been that much of a four raise in awesome. offense. Mike Evans is cool. I hope he gets his bread. He deserves it. He does. He really he does. He got to come to the Jets. He got to go to the Chiefs. So, like, you said Brandon Ayuk, like, is close to Jamar. So, where do you have a ranking league? Yeah, I, I don't have he lost Brandon Ayuk's top 10 for me. I've been saying that for a while. Yeah, but Mar- Chase is pr- might be top five. That's a top gap. seven. I mean, right now, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, just no order. AJ. Ayuk's better, better than Debo, like, no conversation. To me, I think like what they do as a receiver is, is not a I think he's better. It's not a I think he's better receiver. Like, yeah, Debo can, he's going to get his work on. Like slants versus zones on handoffs, and that's Screens, how he threatens yeah. defense. But in terms of just if you line up Debo and Ayuk one on one against a top end corner, who's giving me the better chance of getting open? It's Ayuk. Ayuk or Garrett Wilson? Ayuk. Interesting. Ayuk. Okay. Yeah. Ayuk. Yeah. Ayuk. Yeah. Ayuk. Ayuk has everything Garrett has, except Ayuk is a bit bulkier. He is bigger for sure. Ayuk. He is a big dude. So me, I would go Tyreek, Justin Jefferson, AJ. AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Stephon Diggs is in there. Chase, Jamar Chase. You said CD, right? Hmm? Did you say Tay? Devontae? I think right now he's still better. I think Devontae and Brent Ayuk right now is at least a conversation though. But I so think you have the, eight. Are you kidding? Tay yeah. quarterback. It's not I about respecting the greats. <laughs> I know Tay's just. It's hard when you don't have production this year. Now, like Tay's Jamar still Chase, got it. Jamar Chase entering this year. I think we all had comfortably over CD Lamb. So uh, now CD has a breakout year. No, I, I still have. I still think Jamar's better than CD Lamb. I agree. The thing yeah. about Ayuk is when you talk about production, the argument really isn't there. It's just the other things, like how open he gets. He's like the, how had, open does he actually we get? We talked about the fantasy. But you got to. Bro, he's, the, he was the, like 47th in target. Here's the thing, though. The guys. Like, entering Ayuk, last week, yeah, we did on fantasy reaction. The guys in the, um, in the top five, they have the production and the eye test. They so get force fed though. Ayuk is not getting force got, fed. I yeah. mean, when you one of them ones. Because against sure. the Eagles, Ayuk could win one on one all day. I mean, AJ gets force fed, and we have a top offense. When you're nice, many, you get force fed. Ayuk many, still has the stats, dude. Ayuk still has the stats, but not like the this top is, end guys. This is his first year having those numbers. Yeah. Like if Ayuk well, was. Year, he had a thousand yards. Last year, I think he just cracked a thousand. If yeah, I, yeah. like, with all but due respect. Your top five. With all due respect to CeeDee Lamb and what CeeDee Lamb is doing. You put Ayuk on the Cowboys, Ayuk's production is right up there right now with him. Like, I think Ayuk is that great a receiver where you could prop him in anywhere, and he's going to be elite if you have viable quarterback play. He just doesn't get targeted enough. Yeah, 47th in targets. And Crazy. Every single metric that I've seen, advanced metric, he's number one in openness rating. No, number one or number two is either Tyreek Hill or him. Number one in openness rating. How many targets does uh, okay. Ayuk have? Do you want to hear the crazy he's numbers? No, no. Ayuk really has been insane. Uh, 72 targets. He's number 11 right now in terms of yards totaled this season, receiving yards this season at 927. One spot above him at 969, so 42 more yards. Stephon Diggs, who has 49 more targets than him. <laughs> 42 it's like a yard per yard target. difference <laughs> and 49 more targets. And how many yards per reception does Ayuk average? He uh, has to average number one. His yards, yeah, he is number one by a decent amount. Uh, actually, no, he's number two if, if we oh, count Tyree. Noah Brown. No, oh, okay. but really, Noah Brown. I thought it was going to be Tyreek Hill. How much yeah. is his yards per target? Uh, it's 18.5. Yeah. So you're telling me... How many yards is he off Stephon Diggs? It's like four receptions I said off 42, of him. Correct. Yeah, For four him, receptions like one, off of him, and he's already catching up. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you put Ayuk on the Bills, he would get 
his just due and nope. his respect. And do you know who is on this list that needs respect as well? Nico Collins. 16.8 yards per catch, 991 receiving yards, which is slightly more than Brandon Ayuk. He he He's has missed a game too, right? He has missed a game, and then he has uh quick math's true, 13 more targets than Brandon Ayuk. So you guys just oh, so decided you didn't want to hit jumpers today. Yeah, no. No. Okay. I actually I stopped watching because I was getting annoyed. It's are you guys losing? Uh, yes, they we're are. Down nine last I saw. Wow. Seven. It's, I will never. Ever Joe Mazzula playoff game. championships just doesn't mix. I'll well. be honest, bro. They're they're taking contested three after contested three. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. <sighs> Brandon Ayuk is very much an eye test guy. I'm with you. Yo, what the hell? Jalen Brown has ten made shots, twenty points. I don't give a. Can fuck. he hit a fucking three? Yeah, I need some threes. Yeah, I need like he oh for three. I need you to start pulling them shit. Uh, the audience is seeing how a live bet works. How concerning it is. It's the really how one, it is. The other one is good. It's just, I need, I want 2K. Five I points 2K. in the fourth quarter. It's a shame because the ball's going to go to Jason Tatum. Who needs that? And thank God I didn't think about taking his over. <laughs> then I think Matthew's four He's for six king. from the three-point line. He's the under king. Jason Tatum? He's the <laughs> under king. Crown that motherfucker with that. They gave him, it was the over-under of 31, and he hasn't been consistent offensively. He's really an under king because I feel like his lines are always way too high. It's like always 30. Yeah, his lines are ridiculous, where I don't really feel like touching him. Making your case, MVP edition. Now, Drew, you've had Tua MVP week five. You had Jalen Hurts MVP week like 11 or 12, <laughs> one of those. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, you probably have Tua MVP again, number one. I, I really don't know. So make your case for your MVP this year. Pretty easy to me. It's Tua Tungavailoa. Now, I'll say this. It's not that easy because you got to respect the the other three guys that are in this conversation for me. That's going to be Mr. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, and my MVP, Tua Tungavailoa. Now, I say this because you mentioned it earlier in the show. This conversation is marginal. Uh, So, if you want to take Dak Prescott, if you want to take Tua, if you want to take Jalen, this is all marginal. But when it comes to passing statistics, Tua is right there at the top with the rest of these guys. And when it comes down to it, I think that this MVP will be decided in the last few games of the season which is why it's tough to, to have this topic right now. Uh, I say that with the idea of Dak and Tua have similar MVP cases where they have similar yards, they have similar touchdowns. Dak definitely has the edge in terms of, of not turning the ball over. Uh, that's where he's been better uh, this season. But both teams have not won a game against high-level competition. You could say that Dak has played better against that high-level competition per se, but against the Chargers, I think Tua played better than Dak did. But against the Eagles, Dak played better than Tua did. I don't think Tua had a bad game by any means, and neither did Dak against the Chargers. Uh, But that's just the truth of it. Uh, But again, the Chargers, we know who they are right now. They're not a good team. Uh, So when we have this discussion, I think... um, it is yet to be one. There's yet to be an uh, like a significant favorite, but I think it will come down to Dallas versus Miami. I think it will come down to Dallas versus Philly. It'll also come down to Miami versus Baltimore and Miami versus Buffalo. The, the, the MVP award will be decided in these games, but as of right now, I'll ride with my guy too because I believe that he can go and face a Dallas, face a Baltimore, face a Buffalo, overcome that demon in Buffalo, beat the Dallas Cowboys because this defense is finally turning it on and making your case for an MVP when it, the, the, the conversation was supposed to be should a, should a non-quarterback win this award? To me, no. And as great as Tyreek Hill has been for as awesome as he's been, we're going to have a conversation about him a little bit later. Uh, but I, I am a firm believer that without Tua Tungavailoa, this does not happen. 
last year when Tua was gone, neither Waddle nor Tyreek had a receiving touchdown. You see the difference with Tua at the helm. Without Tua, this does not run as smoothly. So to me, it's unfortunate that the MVP has turned into a quarterback award, but very easily, it should be Tua over Tyreek, even though Tyreek impacts the game in a different way. That's fair. I'm sending 10 toes on my MVP, man. You know, you got a lot of MVP candidates out there. Drew's got Tua. I'm sure there's going to be another man in Dallas who gets named at some point who they need to prove it. They need to get that big-time win. They need to go out and beat big-time competition. My MVP's already done that. Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts <laughs> has those signature wins. He He's does. overcome 10-point deficits against Josh Allen, those Bills. 10-point deficits to Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the world. Right now, we're seeing second-most total touchdowns in the league, sixth in total yards passing plus rushing. He also beat the Dolphins by two touchdowns, just to throw that in there because that can't hurt, right? That's another top-end team who's fighting for the number one seed in the AFC. Let's not forget who has the best record in the NFL, too. Who has the best record? Is it still the Philadelphia Eagles? I know they just got smoked by the 49ers. Everyone's going crazy saying Philly's not going to win anything. They're a bunch of frauds. They're going to go out and lose to Dallas and all this left and right. Don't worry about it. Jalen Hurts is here to win an MVP because you look at these last four games after Dallas. We see what Dak Prescott's doing. He's going up there, you know, killing the Giants and the Cardinals and the Seahawks, right? Yeah, it's the Eagles time. After this Dallas game, Giants twice, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks. So maybe Jalen Hurts doesn't have the numbers as some of these other MVP candidates, but wait till this last month of the season. Let him stat pad. He'll have the numbers. He'll have the wins. They'll be right there for best record in the NFL, number one seed in the NFC, and he deserves this MVP because he should have got it last year. He got hurt those last two games, and fraudulently, Patrick Mahomes won it. You know, when Dak beats Jalen Hurts this weekend, this ain't even going to be a conversation anymore. Until Tua beats him. I have a soft spot in my heart for Dak Prescott. Because just looking at his story, in college, his mother passing away. In the NFL, his brother passing away. He's been very vocal about suicide prevention, about mental health, about depression. He won Walter Payton Man of the Year this past NFL season, and he was booed at the Super Bowl. So when we talk about one of the most hated players in the NFL, it is Dak Prescott. And this year, to me, feels like redemption to the point where the only team that's the boogeyman for the Cowboys is the 49ers, and I still feel upset in my stomach when I think about a potential matchup. But this season feels a bit magical for, for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. It just feels like... This is his year to prove all the narratives wrong and for him to get his due diligence as one of the best quarterbacks of this era, of this decade, because that's what he's been. I've been told that people don't like the gotcha moments on this show, and I can understand that. Sometimes it's hard to sit through myself. However, uh, two points. One, I think he got booed winning Walter Payton Man of the Year in the Super Bowl because the Eagles were in it, obviously. That makes the most sense to me. Number two, when it comes to Dak Prescott, I'm glad that this has now been the the rejuvenation that you've needed. He's been playing some great football. But after that that game versus the Niners, it was a conversation about, I don't know if I can trust Dak anymore. Against the Niners, absolutely But not. you're back in. Against the Niners, absolutely Just not. in general. You're saying it's a great story. You're back in. Because Dak, Dak Prescott is a great story. Dak Prescott is a great he quarterback. He is a great story. And I'm in on him winning MVP. The 49ers, they still scare me as a boogeyman because they've just had their number. No doubt. When you look at Dak Prescott, 
five games with three plus passing touchdowns this season, the most in the NFL. He's been fifth in passing yards, first in passing touchdowns. Say it again. No, he's been stat padding and slit. I, oh, I'm happy. Like a pig and shit. 14 right now. Say that again. Jack's game. Oh, 14 14. He's first in passing yards. Last year, after having a career high in interceptions, everybody overblowing it, even though half of the interceptions, more than half, were receivers not catching the ball and them just going up in the air. He has the NFL's lowest turnover-worthy play percentage at 1.4%, which means 1.4% of the time, Dak is committing an errant throw that's turnover-worthy. He's tied first in QBR with Brock Purdy. He's second in passer rating only behind Brock Purdy. He's first in mm. number of points contributed by a quarterback like at 43 and a half. Number two is Josh Allen. Number one is Patrick Mahomes. He's first in raw EPA. And that doesn't take into account strength of schedule. But what does take into account strength of schedule is pure passing EPA, where he's number one, according to ESPN, since week six. First in EPA, first in success rate, 70% completion percentage, 21 touchdowns, two interceptions, 121 passer rating, 2,173 yards in seven games, and he has two rushing touchdowns on top of that. Since the 49ers debacle, he has been the best quarterback in the NFL, and this is with no consistent running game. Tony Pollard has one game all year where he's rushed for 100 yards on the ground. Three games in a row, Tony's been good. That's all I'm going to say. Continue. But as a whole, the Russian attack has not been consistent for Dallas. Agreed. Just to give some comparisons, Miami Dolphins, Devon A. Shane has three 100-yard rushing games on the season. Mostert has two. CMC for the Niners has four. DeAndre Swift for the Eagles has two. The Cowboys had a ton of question marks coming into the season. One of them was Dak Prescott and his turnovers. He silenced those. One of that was Mike McCarthy. This is the most comfortable that Dak has ever been in an offense his entire career with Mike McCarthy. And this is all without a reliable second option in the passing game. C.D. Lamb has 1,182 yards, but the second best pass catching option is Jake Ferguson, who has 498 and 497. The Niners have a 1K rusher right now. Ayuk's at 900 yards. Kittle's at 700. Debo's at 600. He's at 590 technically, and he's missed three games. The Dolphins, it's Tyreek and it's Jalen Waddle, and outside of that, there's not much there in terms of the passing attack. Dak Prescott, for the MVP to go to him, this only comes into fruition if he beats the Eagles, goes toe-to-toe with Josh Allen, even if it's a close loss, still got to go toe-to-toe with him, goes toe-to-toe with two of the Dolphins and wins or it's a close game, beats the Lions. If Dak goes 2-2 two and two in his next four games, he has a chance. If he goes 3-1 and one in the next four games, he's the favorite. If he goes 4-0 in the next four games, hand the award to him right now. Bro, think that the Eagles. That, that's, that's what's going to happen <laughs> with Dak Prescott. And really, the only tough game, the Eagles is the toughest test, and the Dolphins. They could beat the Bills, and they could beat the Lions. I feel very comfortable. The Lions one is the easiest one out of all those Buffalo games. Buffalo and Miami are at the, on the road. So I think Dak Prescott, if he wins three of the next four he will win MVP, but there has not been a quarterback outside of Josh Allen this year, statistically, that has done more with less than Dak Prescott. <coughs> My turn. Less, uh, I wonder where Rib's going to go because I, I knew where this guy was going. Knew where this I'm, was I'm the going. wild card, right? I'm, I'm, I'm the wild card. Since week six, Dak has played the Chargers defense, the Rams defense, the Eagles defense, Rams the defense Giants defense, the Carolina Panthers defense, the Commanders defense. And the Seahawks defense. And since week six, their defense has locked up every single one of these teams. Listen, Dak's MVP story is cute. It's admirable. He has a great story. He's a great quarterback. He's been playing phenomenal. But there's just something about a quarterback whose defense doesn't show up and who 
continues to come back and win games in the fourth quarter. That just seems like MVP vibes to me. Now, me and Dells and Drew, we were walking to the car one day after a show. You know, we had a good show. And they said, I don't stand on with my quarterback too much. And I felt slighted. And I felt like, no, I stand with my team. They're like, but you don't really defend your quarterback like that. So today I decided, you know, after a long, long Sunday of just disrespect and constant ats and after constant hate from my quarterback, I'm going to stay with my guy today, man. Jalen Hurts is the MVP, man. What are we doing? 2,800 yards, 19 touchdowns, 29 total, if I'm not mistaken. 10 interceptions, 66% completion rate. He has went 5-0 and on the stretch that you like to prop up about Dak stretch. Well, this man beat the Dolphins. This man beat the Chiefs. This man beat the Bills. I guess we could throw the Commanders in there. This man has went on a... They say our toughest schedule where they thought we would come out three and two, two and three. We came out defeated. Jalen Hurts has, with this defense not being as good as advertised based off last year, secondary taking it deep, that run defense kind of getting cooked up in primetime games. Jalen Hurts has put the team on his back in second halves, and that's what you want an MVP to do. That's what you need an MVP to do. And credit to Brock Purdy. That's my dog. He's been doing what he's been doing. But MVP is most valuable player. What Jalen Hurts has done in these games where his defense is not locking teams up like another guy over there in, you know, Dallas. You know, his defense is at giving up a shit ton of points to, you know, Sam Howell and the commanders. Josh Allen, respect to him. You know, Josh Jalen Hurts just has to go out there and put on points after points to get this W. So my MVP undoubtedly is that boy in Philadelphia is Jalen Hurts, man. Once I saw you tweet it. You saw the time we started the game. I was like, hold on. I've seen a lot of A.J. Brown. I've seen a lot of Smitty. Nah, I have it's, it, 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 it's time. It's too much. It's one thing to hate. It's another when you start disrespecting my quarterback, and now it's starting to become a little too egregious. So we here. Love that. I Lock like in. this. I like this rivalry that's being brought this isn't back a rivalry. in the NFC East because I remember a couple years ago when we first started the podcast. You know that the first episode you can go look it up on YouTube. Just go to earliest. The title's going to be Dak versus Carson Wentz. Who's the better quarterback? Because at the time, a lot of people picked Carson Wentz and Riv. Stood 10 toes with his quarterback. And I think that's what gave him PTSD when not standing with Jalen Hurts because he noticed that Dak Prescott beat out that first fraud in Carson Wentz. And now he's standing strong with Jalen Hurts and Drew, hopes that Dak Prescott doesn't beat him this. out again. A man that didn't win a Super Bowl, never made his NFC Championship, beat out another quarterback that also didn't do it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I, I, it's definitely uh, completely leaning towards Dak. For sure. Carson Wentz, has he won a playoff game? He didn't. He he unfortunately he never got, got to play yeah. a playoff game. He did again. Oh, you're right. He got yeah, injured. He got, hurt. He got yeah. injured against Seattle. He those, was great times. You know, he had those, MVP those season. Were, to be honest, he debates. he had a season that MVP. when he went that year versus Seattle. Oh, that was he a great. Did year. Have the MVP. Year, he had to come back, bro. He did what he, Hurst is doing now. He's he, what it's most reminiscent of is like a Justin Herbert type deal where he did not have the weapons last year. Believe we were like weapons. five and six. He had to win like four straight. And he to get had in. himself a superhero season. Sure. No, so, the, shout out the wins. At the time, is is a debate. You Hilarious because before that, you know, we went. You they've stuck with Dak, no ring, and we've went through Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Mark Sanchez. You know, we went through all these quarterbacks. Finally, got to Jalen Hurts. We've now made a Super Bowl. We've got a Super Bowl ring, and it's just funny. They're still with Dak, and they stuff nothing. Shout yeah, out to who Nick am Foles. I? You know, you know. Shout out to Nick shout Foles. Shout out to Nick Foles. He's, for he's real. a Philadelphia. A Dak could never. Oh, he could. He's got to have the right situation. Maybe this the year. You never know. I don't know. It Last year's year. situation seemed to be pretty damn good. 
Tony Pollard got injured in the second round. I understand. Don't got another you guys receiver. did prop up that Tampa Bay performance. Like, he was going to go to Golden Run. I did. I Ooh. mean, listen, that Never he, was, he was And then let's talk about Tampa two Bay. years before that. Bay. They definitely had a good enough situation to win, too. <laughs> he did. Oh, when they lost to the 49ers? 49ers have been their boogeyman. That's the one team they really cannot match up against. That's it. But, like, every, and it's just unfortunate because that year, I like the Cowboys. But once they got matched up with the 49ers, I said, I'm picking the 49ers. I need two more three. This, this conversation, we could have it legitimately we every Fox, week. Right? That's how close it is. No, fo- yeah. that one hit. It's, it's, oh, that, it's a Fox. Was... Fox and Halley is a combo. And then Brown and Buddy are a combo. Oh, okay. Jalen hit, by the way. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Jalen Brown to 20 points. Easy. 25. Yeah. 25. Yeah. Overreaction or not, the overreaction I have is the Lions are closer to a wild card exit than they are an NFC Championship appearance. I think that's fine. I don't think it's an overreaction. Is it overreacting saying the Texans are better than the Lions? Wait, so hold on. If they if they win the first round, so they win the wild card round, which is because then it's like you're you're one step before one. You know what I mean? Like you're saying they're closer to a first round exit than competing and making it to the NFC Championship. I think I, they'll win. I think they'll win the first round. Let me let me offer you the scenario. Depends on who they play. First round of the playoffs, the Lions face the Rams. I mean, if they play Green Bay. In yeah. the first round, if the Lions face the Rams, who are you taking? Matthew Stafford led Rams at the Lions. Oh, I'll, be, be, I'll be fucking damned if I pick against Mr. Matty Staffy. That'd be a tough game. That'd be a fire. Give me the Rams. Yeah, Stafford going On the road. I'll go with the Rams. How could you not? I would pick the Rams, and I'll pick Matthew Stafford to put a dagger love, in Lions man. fans' hearts. On the Lions? I love. I don't give a fuck. I love Matthew I love. Stafford. And that was my overreaction in week one that the Rams would make the playoffs. Still alive and well. My overreaction is... This is going to be the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career he won't reach the AFC Championship game. Ooh. Talk to him. I, I like how people, and, you know, it's with respect that Mahomes and Andy Reid have earned, but it's too much of the, oh, it's just Mahomes, they'll figure it out. It's just Andy Reid. I think this year they have serious, legit problems. Um, That's a good overreaction, though. Thanks. Here's my overreaction. We can't get people. Well, we got to get our answers. Yeah, I need to get people. We can't let opinions. us get our answers. I'm so sorry, guys. I apologize. Not, not an overreaction. Not overreaction. No, I think shocker. <laughs> I like that. That is overreaction. I like it though. You, so it's you a think they one. will make it? No, I don't think. I oh wait, AFC championship. Oh, Miami, Miami game. Baltimore. Enough AFC Miami. chip. I'm gonna go. Fuck. It's an overreaction. Sleep on Miami. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm Enough of sleep. Miami. Just, You're sleeping. It's an overreaction because there's not a team, even with the Chiefs' offensive problems, that I. Feel comfortable in them getting knocked off against in the playoffs. I think if, Baltimore would beat them. If they face the Jaguars. They have the number. Andy I think Reed's the Chiefs beat number. the Jaguars. If they face a team in the wild card, right now they would be slotted to face the Steelers. I think they beat the Steelers. I think they beat the Colts. I think they beat the Texans. I think they beat the Bills. I think they could even beat the Broncos if they match up again in the playoffs. Oh, my God. Oh, the the, two, the two toughest teams are going to be the Dolphins and the Ravens, and they've already beat the Dolphins. So I, I think it's an overreaction. I think they're going to go to the AFC Championship. Not making a Super Bowl a different story, but they will go to the AFC Championship. This Dolphins, season. who could have home field advantage, and last time it was overseas, it was in Germany. I don't know. I don't, I don't expect... You don't even the know. What, you don't even know bad. what to expect for Miami in a playoff game at home. I mean, I guess that's fair to say because we haven't seen it. Yeah. That's a good point, brother. Or brother, but at the same time, uh, I think that at the same time, what's wrong? I need some fucking threes in there. Take it. Is Buddy Hill selling? Because I know no, Jalen they're just not taking three. threes. I need threes. I, I need say, threes. I saw, saw Jalen hit a three. 
Uh, but again, the way that Miami's defense has been playing as of mm-hmm. late has been awesome. Uh, but then you look at the other side. You you have Devonta Chain back into the lineup. You understand how versatile he makes that offense. And on top of it, Tua is playing pretty great football. On top of it, Tyreek's been amazing. The one piece that needs to get going is Jalen Waddle, just on a little bit more of a consistent basis. Tyrese is nuts, bro. Yeah, oh I, saw him tweaking. I saw him tweaking. I saw him tweaking. And one going Jalen Brown. Oh, is it and one? Oh, he had a three? Oh, yeah. I think he has five. Doesn't yes, he, he does have five. Fox, yeah. yeah. all you need to do is get one. Yeah, let's go. $1,000. But uh. the one you need, bro, you need Jalen and, and No, that's buddy. a different. There's two different separate bets. Oh, okay. I for love 2K. I, I would have loved that. 2K, but I will settle for one. Yeah, one is fine. You know, respect One is fine. Uh, I like that, that statement, though. I, I definitely think that uh, I would love that very much, though. I have two. Do you want to go or you want me to go? I want, I want to ready. Alliance. Oh, okay. I got two. This, this one's... How about you give one and then I'll give one and then you can give your second. Oh, you didn't go case. yet? I didn't. All right, so I have a, let's go AFC. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go AFC first. Twinsky, if he gets into the playoffs, will knock off a big dog in the first round. Ooh. I'm not going to say who. The Dolphins, we know that. No, yes. no, no. He would knock them off. Let me, let me first, let me clarify who the big dogs are. So Miami... Jacksonville, with respect, because they will win the division. Baltimore, uh, the Chiefs. If the Buffalo get in, I would consider them a big dog. I don't know how they, they play or not, but I would consider them because of Josh Allen. So basically, the quarterbacks. The Texans will knock off a big dog on the road in the first round. Dolphins aren't losing. I don't know who, but I'm just letting you know they will it's do it. It's not an overreaction. Good overreaction. It's no, not it's a, an overreaction. A, I like that. It's a good overreaction. Buddy! Oh, shit! She needed that. She needed that. I need it. I need, I need one more. You three? I'm trying to yeah. see you cash. You ahead of I'm me. trying to see you cash. Because I have the sport tackler, bro. You're not going to be ahead of me. He's watching on Sports Center, like the, the no. Game, I'm I'm play like game play cast. Yeah, I understand. Play, play by play. I have this Mickey Mouse in season tournament, man. I didn't even want it. <sighs> He wanted it bad. That's the only chance of the chip you're gonna get. Because nah, also the the championship game was gonna be on his born. Yeah, that would have been tough. That sucks. You can watch I the do, Lakers take it home, maybe. Nah, no hey, but I like that a couple weeks ago. You you took Tyrese Halliburton over Trey Young. Really, really appreciate that. Trey you know, has we, been we know Tyrese wave. Tyrese is better though. Trey has been going nuts. Tyrese is better though. Shout out Trey Young, but you know Tyrese. Your old just number bad. one point guard in the league. Yeah, nice. Two years ago, Never forget. Listen, if you can call Jordan Love a joke four years ago, I could call. Trey Young, and he hasn't the even number played. One. That's even crazier. Say he's a joke and he hasn't even played. Bro, he was fucking around in practice. What do you want me to say? Take it serious. For me, for me, I watched playoffs four years ago. Trey Young laid a dud. You, 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 <laughs> you held on something for four years. Four years. It was actually like three years. ago. I know. Yes. <sighs> Still not that good. One down, one to go. Come not on. him saying it's not good that you held on for that long. That video pops up occasionally in my head. Oh my God, um, he's a joke. He like, was. This guy thinks he's going to be good? I, I didn't say all that. Yes, he did. All I said was, he's kind of a joke right now. <laughs> Bro, you didn't say <laughs> I know. That. He, he's kind of a joke. That's exactly how I said it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Go give your own reaction, and then I'm going to pull up the video. All right, that's fine. Okay. I'm fine with it. Okay. Uh, my overreaction is if and when Tyreek Hill breaks the record for most receiving yards in a season, he will have a top three peak of any receiver all time. Top three peak of all time. So we talked about this earlier. You're talking about Jerry Rice. Correct. Talking about Randy Moss. Correct. Calvin. Correct. Antonio Brown. Correct. Tyreek Hill will be number five. Tyreek Hill, to me, I think if he makes history this year, the peak will be higher than Antonio Brown. Mm. Pretty set in stone for me that he it will be higher he, than Antonio he, Brown. He got so lucky, man. That boy and Minnie got hurt. 
Listen, Jettis definitely he can was, enter he, this conversation. He was on his way to some shit, man. 24 the, years old. The one thing that I will say, just to read you some stats of the last four years from Tyreek Hill, and why this is also amazing is because he went from Patrick Mahomes to Tua Tungavailoa, a guy who they were, people were trying to tell me that Tyreek Hill wasn't going to be the same level of player because he was dropping off so significantly, allegedly. Now, in the last four years, we've seen Tyreek Hill in 2020 put up 1,276 yards. He had 15 touchdowns. That's his career high, which he is on pace to break this year. Went 1,239 yards in 2021, nine touchdowns. He went 1,710 yards last season, a career high for him, seven touchdowns. And 1,481 at this point in time, we, at the end of week 13, and 12 touchdowns. He is on pace for over 2,000 receiving yards, and he is on pace for 17 touchdowns, which again would be his career high in a season. If you take this into account with how much he has also impacted how GMs, and teams draft the wide receiver position. His impact has is leaving a lasting impression on the National Football League. And on top of it, the production is there to put him with the best of the best, in my opinion. My overreaction, which honestly doesn't feel like an overreaction to me, is that he has a top three peak. And why I say it's an overreaction, because it hasn't been done yet. But I do believe that he will be he will be able to accomplish that. What's your last overreaction, Riff? Here we go. This one, Dells might not like this one. I don't know. He he's fake, man. That was don't be trying to stand on ten. What I do? Oh, it feels. Last overreaction for my Chicago Bears, man. Overreaction. I'm gonna go. Chicago believes in Fields, thinks he can be better than Caleb and Drake. Trade the number one pick, build around him, and they make the playoffs next year. Mm, okay, I'm okay. Going, I'm going all. Over. I'm going. Listen, I'm going. Like I did with my Browns. Unfortunately, I have bad quarterback play. I'm going all in. I think Chicago. Keeps fields, builds the offense, continues to build that defense, drafts well, goes in the next year, make the playoffs. Let me tell you, it's not insane. I think it's an overreaction. It's, 100%. It's not insane. It 100% is. I get it. An overreaction. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I thought um, you were saying insane. No, oh, no, it's a little bit insane. It is a little bit. Oh, it's a little, little crazy. A little bit. A little bit crazy. that first overall pick that's drafting a quarterback. But the defense has definitely improved this season with limited talent, for sure. At the same time, you have upside for next year. Two potential top five picks in the draft. I can see your vision. I mean, if they get a better coach. Jim Harbaugh can definitely make this team a legit shit. Do you think he'd want his guy, though? Yes. J.J. McCarthy? No, I'm just happy. I'm saying Caleb. Oh, I'm like, what the fuck? He's going to be lifting up the trophy at the end of the season, boy. He should. The Michigan's the best team. I'm scared. Playing Bama round one kind of sucks. That is a tough draw. I heard Jalen Milroy can't throw. He really can. He's, he's not that great. He's cooking lately, though. Yeah, but yeah, he, has. he he did play very well. Uh, he was bad to start the year uh, against who was it? I'm blanking. Uh, was it Oklahoma State? Drew, I have the video by the Georgia way. Last Georgia, that's why. So, I'm so, me, Oklahoma so State. I'm Dells and Riv, I, I want you guys to tell me if this was a disrespectful tone because we were arguing about this tone. And remember how I said, how I said, God, okay. how I said the he's a joke. My biggest issue with Jordan Love is that. I don't think he's that good. In the few highlights oh, in training. Oh, camp. sorry. You don't have your headphones on, Riv? My goodness. Fucking lock it. I was trying to be more tech savvy this sorry. podcast. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Y'all ready? Yeah. In practices. Yeah. He looks like a joke. He can't really <laughs> Was that the exact same tone I just used? I, th- this is his guy. He loves Jordan I was going to say, Jordan he likes Jordan Love, Love right? No, no, no. Loves Jordan Love. Welcome. God. And it's in, like to, to a degree, it makes no sense. I mean... From what you've seen in training camp, you love this guy? To deny I the love arm my tone talent of voice. is so high pitch. 
is unbelievable from you two. Jordan Love to me, <laughs> he's the real deal. And people are going to start to see it. I know it's against the Chiefs. But you're going to get a glimpse of that. A, a glimpse of why they drafted him in the first and he round. Didn't have My a biggest game. issue with Jordan Love is that... Did he not say he's a joke disrespectfully? Yeah. Jalen wasn't great. I mean, but I ever said say it or joke and respectful. No, I definitely didn't say it was respectful. I didn't say that. I <sighs> gave you the tone of voice. Nah, dude, the tone of voice you just you said. I said he's a joke. Like, he's a joke. That was Jalen. Exactly he had another three. It. But oh. it doesn't matter. Oh. Jalen Brown had another three. I'm sitting at five. I need one more three no. with ten seconds left. Yeah, uh, why couldn't you hit that earlier? Damn. He went two for seven from three, and Buddy went three for five. You needed five and a half. Ouch, that was a lot. I feel like Brown hits one more. Because I thought Buddy was going to take more than five. If you're in the chat right now, let us know if Drew used the same tone of am I a joke in no, that was the, what he just used the in the video. was mad disrespectful in that video. Like, it was, but I said, he's been a joke. He looks That's like, like a joke. No, my, my voice also <laughs> sounded hella high-pitched there, too. He looks like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I so I held on to That's why I wrote it. I called him a joke. Yeah, he was ready for that. He was ready. I'm Offensive rebound. Go ahead. Buddy stole the ball from Tatum. Oh, my. Tatum! You're an idiot. C3, JJ goes OSU over UM. I don't care. Also, Zach Taylor masterclass right now. Are the, the Jaguars a loser? Yeah, it was four, last time I saw it was 14-14. The Jaguars are mid. Clicky, please. Ricky goes. Ricky, legend. Tatum will never be on Luka's level. The inconsistencies of Tatum's offensive game are horrible. He shoots the long ball too much. Luka... Clears. Luca not have shoot more threes than Tatum. <laughs> I mean, they're percentage wise this year. They're like, I think they're both around like thirty eight percent or something like that. On to the last segment of the show: NFL power rankings after week thirteen. I'll give my top ten. Number ten, I have the Buffalo Bills. They were on a bye week. I still think they're a top ten team. The defense isn't terrible, and Josh Allen o- always gives you a high floor. And I think they will make the playoffs. Number nine. The Houston Texans just came off of beating the red-hot Broncos team. The defense really got them this victory. This is a complete team all around. Number eight, am I getting too ahead of myself? I got the Green Bay Packers. After they beat the Lions on Thanksgiving, after they beat the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, they're going to make the playoffs. The Chiefs are just fraudulent. Why can't we just call it how it is? The Chiefs are fraudulent. The Lions are not a top 10 team in my I don't think he had the Lions. Oh, had the Lions last year? The no. bi- did I didn't the Bron- have the Lions did you last have the Broncos? week. Did you have the Broncos? Last, week, last the Broncos. week, I did have the Broncos. Thanks, bro. The Packers, number eight. You want to put them at number nine over the Texans, whatever, but I think the Packers are a top 10 team right They're now. better than the Bills. Number seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Packers are better than the Bills. For power rankings, yes. Both sides, complete team. Yes, I think they are. The, that, Buffalo ain't even complete. Number seven, the Jaguars, if they lose to Cincinnati, which the game is ongoing right now, they could drop. Number six, I got the Dolphins here. Number five, the Chiefs. Number four, the Cowboys. Number three, the Eagles. Number two, the Ravens. And the best team in football is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so you got the Eagles. Oh, no, you have Cowboys for Eagles here. Okay, okay. I thought I heard the other way if the Cowboys beat the Eagles next week, That's no, valid. it's flipping. Um, the, the Jaguars lose this game. They will drop out of my top ten so Undoubtedly. fast. I have them blink. So I have uh, 10, I got Buffalo. Uh, I do bring Buffalo back into the horizons. You know, Josh, Welcome, my friend. Something about Josh Allen, man. It's just late game. 17% game. chance to make the playoffs, by the way. 17. If it's, if it's one man that can do it. It's Russell Wilson. Okay, you cooked a little bit, but it's Josh Allen. Thanks. Uh, 10, I got Buffalo. 9, I got Detroit. 8 is where I put Twinsky. I got the Texans at 8. 7, I have the Jaguars. 6, I got Chiefs. 5, Dallas. 4, Miami. Three is where I slot Philly. Two, I got Baltimore. 
And number one, I got the Niners, best team in the league. I'm standing 10 toes on my Broncos. Number 10, Denver Broncos. Number nine, the Buffalo Bills. Honestly, should be reversed. It is what it is. Actually, I'm going to revise that. Number 10, the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Number nine, the Denver Broncos. Number eight, got to pay respects. They did just beat us, the Houston Texans. Uh, number seven, the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is definitely subject to change if they do lose to the Cincinnati Bengals. Number six, the Dallas Cowboys. Number five, Kansas City Chiefs. Week by week, we're seeing this team move down a little bit more. Number four, the Miami Dolphins. Number three, the Baltimore Ravens. Number two, the Philadelphia Eagles. And number one, deservedly so, the San Francisco Those 49ers. Crazy, but I, I said the Texans were number eight. Oh, you're made. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I put them one spot ahead of the Broncos. At 10, I have the Buffalo Bills. Nine, Detroit Lions. Eight, Houston Texans. They're rising, man. Seven, Miami Dolphins. Six, Jacksonville Jaguars. Five, Kansas City Chiefs. Four, Cowboys. Three, Ravens. Two, the Eagles. Jags are not them. better than the Dolphins. One, 49ers. <laughs> they're not better. Maybe. They're six and seven, but it's interchangeable. <laughs> You've kept this the same for like eight <laughs> weeks. You have. <laughs> I mean, have I have anything in these last few weeks proven otherwise? These last two weeks, Jags have been cooking. They have been. They're getting clamped. Right yeah. now, I mean, no, they're not we, able to stop We did them. all they're admit that if the Jaguars lose tonight, we will kick them out the top 10. I agree. Yeah. He might not kick them out the top 10. They might fall to like yeah. 10. They're still going to, you know. But yeah, the Lions are not a top 10 team in the NFL, bro. The defense has really fell off nine, bro. Like, them hard. They've fallen off hard. In the playoffs, if they, they matched up around right last week, I mean, they Joe were 21-0, and then they just... I'll be honest, the Colts shouldn't have won that game. Jake Browning's 19 of 21. I can't wait to watch this one back. 19 of 21? He's cooking right now. That's why they should have shout Joe out Burr's Joe Burrow. Joe quarterback, man. For the first five weeks. Tell y'all. Jacksonville, this defense is so mid. <laughs> Try to tell you about Joe Burrow, bro. Try to tell yeah, you about man. Zach Taylor and those weapons. You know, you know, I want to uh, give you guys a little hypothetical. Oh, shit. He made one. He hit six threes. What? <laughs> 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 One K, two K is still in play. Holy shit, buddy, motherfucker! Yo, oh shit! Yo, no way. He really hit a three. I don't know when he did it. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Come on, pal. So you won your bet? Now, yeah, I got to wait for the Kings and the Pels and shit. What do you need in the Kings and Pels game? I'll tell you right now. I need. I need the Malik Monk the fourteen points. I need Zion to go a game score over of 38. I'm actually scared for that one. I need Kevin yeah, Herter to he hit was three. asked last game. Well, uh, what I've been reading from Twitter is that the Pelicans own the Kings. No, no, and Zion kills. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I need Keegan Murray over 12.5, and then Kevin Herter, three threes, man. The, the Keegan and Kevin Herter one is tricky. Yeah, it's tricky ones. But, but listen, I, it's very winnable. Uh, I pose you Jamar guys. Jamar Chase, 76-yard touchdown. Wow. I'll do it. Just right now it happened? Right now. Oh, wow, nice. Jacksonville's mid. They're mid. They're just not. It's, it's one of those cases where you go into a How game. How do you defend this? You go into a game thinking that it's going to be an easy breeze, really. And that's really what it is. They're getting gut punched We're defending punch right now. this? They're getting gut punched I right can't. Now. No I doubt. can't do it. There's no doubt. Listen, they're getting gut punched. Every team. We're going to have conversations. We sure are going to have some. Patreon. Nasty conversations. What are, what, um, if the Packers make the NFC Championship, what are you, what are you doing? What are you saying? Shaking your hand. <laughs> they could beat the Packers. They could beat the Eagles. I mean, in the post. Ooh. The Packers. Yo, you know what the fuck is so funny? They could be. I was them. talking to my brother. My brother's a diehard uh, Green Bay fan. He was like, Rip, that's your problem. You're never worried. And I was like, why would I be worried if we're the, one of the best teams in the league? And he was like, 
Well, you know, the Green Bay, they've been on the streak. And this is why what you just said gave me so much PTS fucking D and so much deja vu. Because he told me this last night that if we get to the if we get to the playoffs, we play the Eagles, we could beat y'all. And I was like, what makes you say that? He's like, just watch, bro. Trust me. Now, I just, <laughs> watch, like, bro, trust so me. I hope we play y'all, bro, because you just, ah, you, you killed Jordan me. Love Masterclass. Hope, he's, hope, he's had a Masterclass in Philadelphia before. I hope we go Green Bay, then Dallas, then the Niners, because that would be the just a beautiful moment for me because then I could just shit on you for two straight weeks and then we just get our get back from the Niners. Jordan Love is going to do something that Rodgers couldn't and that's beat the 49ers in the playoffs one day. It might be this year. It might be the pack of Super Bowl appearance this year. It might be Jay Love, baby. What's the point of this? Oh, I'm sorry, bro. What do you do? Just had a bang. Celtics are allergic to winning when it counts. (laughs) Fucking idiot. (laughs) Santos, last super chat we're going to read then we're going to end the show. I hope the Sharpies help y'all. And Riv, the videos I sent you had me dying. Shout out Santos, keep, man. Santos keeps sending more, man. He's trying to get a bunch of gotcha moments on t- on Twitter. I respect the hell out of that. If um if you guys want to watch our Pick'em show, we will be recording it on Wednesday. We'll be going exclusively on we Patreon. On yes, we should be on TikTok again. Also, to let you guys know, and I've heard this from a couple people in the comment section, they've written it. You can subscribe to our Spotify memberships with the link in our description. So if you want to get the extra episode a week, and if you want to get ad-free audio podcast from us, you subscribe to the Spotify membership. And we're going to try to get the YouTube memberships out as well. So if you want to pick them episode, you can get it on Spotify, on Patreon, or on YouTube. Either one of those three works. Just to let you guys know. Yes, sir. But thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.